Welcome to the 1-1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 49 is proudly sponsored by our friends at Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter with Betfair. Now joining me at the 1900 bar overlooking Ascot Racecourse is the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton, and our returning guest, Lockie Taylor. G'day, Terry, and g'day, Lockie. Good morning, BJ and Terry. Thanks for having me on again. I'm looking forward to it. Lovely to see you here, Lockie. It's always, uh, always get a little bit excited when we have you on the show. It's only been twice now, but uh, very much looking forward to uh, hearing your thoughts on a uh, sunny afternoon at uh, Ascot Racecourse, BJ. No steak sandwiches for Lockie no, today, No Terry. steak sandwiches. What's it's, on the menu? You it's can tell three, I'm pretty flat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's three lady, lady finger bananas <laughs> and uh, a couple of Carmen's protein dark choc and cranberry bars. So... Yeah, Lockie tried to leave earlier, but uh, he's uh, he's too nice a guy. So he's he's been, hung around. I've only been up since four AM. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've got a bit of sustenance there. Anyway, Guru, mm. thanks for thinking of us too. No, always. So yeah, welcome back to the one one, Lockie. Um, no doubt you got a bit of a spring in your step after Team Taylor had a winning day at Ascot yesterday. A couple of was it a placing and a fourth as well from your three runners? Yep. How's, yeah. uh, how's the team coming along? And, uh, yeah, obviously smart princess, uh, lucky Lakdar Ramon got the win. Yeah, it was good. Um, mm. Yeah, it's been a bit of a frustrating run for the stable the last couple of months. All the horses seem to be racing really well. I haven't – I can't recall a time where we've had so many horses run second and third without winning. So, it was – really pleasing and more of a relief to finally get the monkey off the back and hopefully the the winners keep coming from here on in. Raul Romola yesterday. Terry. It was very much Raul Romoli. I was just talking to Lockie about his runners, but I forgot about Smart Princess actually when I was talking to you before. So well done. Thank I didn't you. actually uh, even say that or fair to you before. But uh, <laughs> now Raul Romoli, he um, he can get a little bit uh, a little bit maligned for being a bit patient at times. We picked on him on a ride on Mackenzie Brook a few weeks ago, but uh, he's sort of moulding himself on William Pike to some degree with those patient rides and they will yield success at times where if you're impatient uh, impatient is that a word BJ? Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're impatient you are you probably won't get the chocolates so uh, yeah he's turning into the a sort of a stable apprentice alongside Chloe isn't he? Yeah he is he's riding really well at the moment I think he's gone to another level and we feel anyway that there's a big gap between him as the top three kilo apprentice and the next best. So we're always happy to have him on. And uh, unfortunately for us, he seems to have built a really good association with Bob Peters now. So it's, it's sometimes a little bit hard to get him on. I tell you what, that was a dominant display from Lucky on, uh, what was that horse that one? Treasure, Treasure Crown. Jeez, yeah, he it was. rode that with confidence. Yeah, it was. Yeah, once it landed that close to the speed, it was always going to be uh, difficult to, uh, to get past. And just back on Team Taylor Lockie, you better give a shout out to your sister, Brittany. She is headed across to Melbourne to do her uh, Flemington Carnival coverage. Yep, so that's um, really exciting. She flew out Tuesday morning and she's in Melbourne as we speak. So she's really excited for Derby Day, but obviously the big day for her is Melbourne Cup Day. And I think that's the day she gets the biggest thrill out of as well, um, interviewing the Melbourne Cup winning jockey. It's obviously a big thing. It's a broadcast that gets huge thing, beamed across the world and... Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting, and I'm sure mum and dad will be glued to the TV. So, so just out of curiosity, did she, did she have to quarantine? 
before um, she went over or what's what's what was, what's the situation of getting to melbourne at the moment so tuesday she flew and then she had a hire car and she had to go straight to her hotel and i don't think she was able to leave her hotel until um she had a, a clear covid tests okay. come through so yeah. that's the process with her and then she has to quarantine coming back um potentially she could be on the same flight as willie pike if he doesn't ride arcadia queen in the mckinnon to okay. come back for the railway so she's coming back after oakstone yes yeah okay and she'll be back for the railway very good story if we can uh, get Brittany interviewing pikey after the melbourne cup wouldn't that be something i think that is her That's absolute the dream, dream. Oh so my God. Um, uh, fingers crossed that'll be too much for me i'm not even doing any form on the melbourne <laughs> cup i have absolutely no idea about the eastern states form but uh, i'll purely be donating a hefty sum on w pike i'd suggest oh either way if it's melbourne cup or not i think at some stage throughout the week she'll be interviewing willie perfect <laughs> like it yeah well speaking of willie what did everyone think of Arcadia Queen in the Cox Plate? I mean, uh, just one of those days where nothing nothing went to script, did it? Um, played up before the gate. She didn't want to. She didn't want to load. Looked like she was very fired up. He was lucky to stay on. Yeah, he um, sort of got Dipped caught in him. a bit of a scrimmage early. Three wide with in, with cover, uh, clipped heels, almost fell, picked herself up. But I think she was beaten three point eight on the line. The winner won by one point three or whatever i've seen the the overhead footage uh like the the drone or blimp footage that they that they have and you can p- compare the runs that and the rides i suppose from glenn boss on sir dragon net and uh pikey on arcadia queen and uh she was just massive in defeat um huge run yeah it was it's a shame it was it was a huge run i don't i don't think it was i mean we we, we very positive uh towards a will a lot of time I, I think he could have been more aggressive early I, I would have liked to see him use the blueprint from the kingston town win um last year uh so that was probably my only thing early on i, th- I thought he took too strong a hold and um allowed her to get too far back when he maybe could have used his gate with a few of the fancies drawn outside but um no she was never a, a super happy horse and um, as i said mid-race she dipped and geez for a second you thought he was going to come off so um no she was she was brave and i reckon there's uh she's got a few more cracks at some big races in her yeah i just he was following um mugatu in the three wide line and he just sort of kept sucking back into her lap a bit and she was so strong that he was just on heels on heels and i suppose he would have just liked johnny allen just to improve into the race a touch yeah, earlier just take him into the just race take, yeah, that little bit further. yeah but um she was just so strong for him and i think he even admitted um during the week on with his interview with giulio santarelli uh that um yeah she was just she was just a, too strong um, and just got too fired up on the day, unfortunately. But to still pick herself up and run fifth after uh, almost falling was significant. Hopefully she can go to the McKinnon and, and win another Group 1 before before the year's out. If you were Willie, would you stay to ride Arcadia Queen in the McKinnon? What does it mean? What does it cost him over here? Because uh, it's a two-week quarantine period. Potentially of riding ride Inspirational Girl in a railway. Uh, no. No. I don't think you do. I think yeah. you get back. I've backed inspirational girl all in. So. <laughs> Self-interest. But it's interesting. I'd, I'd, like, like, to, I'd like to see him. I don't think he's going to be back at Flemington, um, you know, in this sort of manner. Um, moving forward, he's there. He's riding probably the best horse in the William Stable in a big group at one. Uh, yeah, I reckon he has a crack, but yeah, um, I think I'm, it's, I'm not uh, on Inspirational Girl at the early <laughs> <though>, so. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting discussion point because 
jockeys always have that affiliation and that special touch with the horses that they absolutely mm. love. And he said publicly that she's the best horse he's ever ridden. Yeah. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, does he stay because he knows how good she is? And so he might have some unfinished business after Saturday He Sunday got the group well. on her, though. He did, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. yeah there's, it'd be interesting what he does in that sense. And also, it might not be completely his decision. I think Bob might have a fair bit to say in that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris is riding well enough, um, and Chris is riding well, extremely well yeah, at the moment. Super, but yeah. um, I, I reckon Bob might have a, a fair bit to say in, uh, if he comes home or stays. Well, the Cerise and White got some consolation uh, at Ascot on Saturday, finishing 1-2 in the Belgravia Stakes. Magical dream and mystical view. Not the 1-2 not the I was after, to no. be honest. I was after the, the third one. So she was – magical dream was the third stringer from a market point of view, and she's oh. come from last and gone whoosh. What, what, what happened that race? Like I'm, it was a day where they weren't making a huge amount of ground, albeit by that stage of the day the wind had swung and it was a, a southwesterly. Um, they've gone below benchmark – uh, watch me dance. Watch lead. me dance has ended up leading them never, about ne- five minutes. Never led in her life. Never yeah. led in her life. Yeah. And it was the right move. It was a really yeah. good ride from Sean McGrady, yeah. I felt, to go forward and take up control. And um, when nothing else wanted to be there, I think it was they probably needed to go back to those tactics with Gemma's son. I think she would have been hard to run down running a true tempo. But yeah, they, they, they would have loved to reinstate the blinkers if they, if they could have once Claire Voynes was out. But uh, here we go. Obviously, <laughs> you uh, obviously you can't. Um, no, no, no. We'll save that one. Okay. We'll save that. Don't worry. That's coming though. Yeah. Um, but they went a mile below bench, and then you've got. Uh, Magical Dreamer is last out the back in, in all sorts of trouble. Um, not all sorts of trouble, but would have had to have been 50 to 1 on the on the turn just about and um, has gone straight past him. And Magical Dream uh, at her previous start... Um, Wasn't that impressive, was she? Like, no, she should have She should have been beaten by playing red. Playing red was a moral beaten behind yeah. her and the previous start playing red uh, couldn't beat High Fryer from the back <laughs> in the yard. So the form lines didn't make a huge amount of sense to me coming from that race. And the one thing I will say, and I know me and Lockie were just discussing it off air, is that the run of Snickerdoodle Dandy was huge um, and we'll maybe touch on the uh, Burgess Queen briefly later if we get a quick sec. Yeah. Um, but I reckon that there might be um, stronger form references with some of these Olds against the older horses at mm. the moment going towards the guineas um in particular dom to shoot yeah well she magic, magical dream just let down like uh, mm. so strongly i'm surprised she act, she was able to let down so much better than mystical view you would have thought mystical view was the was the one that who ended up in the right spot to to get over the top of them but she was just too good jake mcnaught um got a feature race win so yeah a bit of consolation prize there that the the um peas investments continued their remarkable uh i guess um <laughs> Profile in the Belgravia Stakes, they just continue to win year after year. So, speaking of uh, Peter's investments, they got two representatives in the seven point five million dollar Golden Eagle at Rose Hill on Saturday. The Storm Brothers, Windstorm and Superstorm, looks like there's going to be a heavy track. I think. I think so. It's mm. interesting because I think Windstorm loves getting his toe into the ground, and Superstorm is obviously better suited over further. Mm-hmm. So it's fifteen hundred meters, might play a little little bit more like 17 or 1800 meters by the sounds of the rain that they're getting so they should get every chance windstorm glenn schofield on from barrier eight superstorm who's uh just hasn't hasn't drawn a gate at all ever since he's uh he's left um west australia he's got barrier 19 obviously come in a couple with the uh a few rather with the uh with the scratchings in the full what are we what is it? A 16, 18 horse field for the Golden Eagle on Saturday. So good luck to. First time they've met? In, first in time a race? 
I think it might have been. There's been a long-standing argument. This is the first time they've actually gone head-to-head in a race. So yes. I don't think we can use this on a heavy track from the um, from the alleys they first, have to first determine time. who the best is. First time Sydney but, going. Um, at least we can see them go head-to-head. Uh, yeah, first time Sydney going mm. as well. There's a lot of uh, a lot of unknowns and a lot of variables, but uh, it's good to see them finally clash, isn't it? It is, it After is. After our long-standing debate. Interesting booking Glenn Schofield on Windstorm, I would have thought. Um but Josh Parr is, is rides a heap of winners. Um, but yeah, I'm sure everyone will be pretty pretty pumped if Good Glenn can uh, wind back the clock and uh, put in uh, a Perla aboard Windstorm because I know there's lots of people that are on at uh, pretty juicy prices, early odds um, markets. Yep. So yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, good luck to everyone who's got a futures ticket on one of the the Storm Brothers on Saturday. Uh, back to Flemington, Pikey has four rides on Derby. Day, including Group One mounts aboard Doubtland and Wild Planet for Team Hawks. So good luck to the Wizard there. Also, the Velvet King, he is racing second up for Peter Moody in the Group One Kennedy Cantala. He's going to be jumping from Gate Four. Luke Nolan on board. Twelve hundred meters to second uh, to sixteen hundred meters second up, Guru. That's not one of your strategies, is it? No, it's not. But uh, we'll back. Uh, we'll back in uh, the Great Peter Moody. Moody. Yeah, we'll back him in. I reckon Moody on the bike. His oh. first up run was really good, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Under the 62, held up, kept coming to the line. Mm-hmm. And he's $41. Oh, like he's just loading up as we speak. <laughs> I reckon he might be all, all up Windstorm. I reckon he might be better on uh, Betfair late. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, the Velvet King. So, uh, anyway, good luck to Connections there. Uh, um, just touching on some more review prior to our Asian Stakes Day preview, Dance Music. She uh, she made the most of a pretty favourable favourable pattern at Northern on Sunday, dominating the Northern Cup. Brad Parnham on board for Simon A. Miller. She uh, she gave him a shellacking. It's a good race for a friend of the podcast, Peter McCormick, too. Not only did he uh, declare dance music, he um, his horse ran second at probably about 50 to 1. I Flo. Flo would have been. So, yep. Mitchy Payton on Flo again. Yep. I'll tell you what, that's a dynamite combo, isn't it? Lactar and Denim Pack, Mitchy Payton and Flo. <laughs> two, of the, two of the biggest. And uh, when the speed is on, he runs some yeah. cracking races. Yeah. yeah, and there was some query about him running a mile, but if you go back through his form, he actually arguably goes better the further he gets. So, and and that's coming from me. He started the campaign with a thousand meter win up the rail, knocking off the the Pierce shorty. She's have had a bit of fun with him, haven't he? T- they t- ten thousand dollar purchase. So. They certainly have. Yeah, the uh, the luck of the Irish, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, dance music um, got the. That was a good effort on the quick backup after her Northerly Stakes run as well. There was a couple who backed up who uh, who are now uh, Durant's gar- beating thirty lengths, <laughs> gasping for air. They have gone to the it paddock, is. both uh, Massimo and Money Matters, for well deserved spells. I think those two. So. They they did a, both of them did a pretty, pretty that good rail, job. That rail at Northern was just just incredibly hot, though. It was just madly, madly, madly hot. So it was as good a win that was for dance music. I don't think we're going to – I think they've moved her to third, fourth, fifth line, railway betting. I think slight over-exaggeration there. Bit of an overreaction, sorry, with um, with her. But um, you, can't, uh, you can't do much more than she did. Yeah, and, yeah, well, Brad pa- Parnham was obviously on board in the Northern Cup. And, gee, those Parnham boys, they are, uh, they are having a – Supreme run of form at the moment. They combined to win the first four races at Ascot yesterday. Were you on course? You were on course. Yes, yesterday. I was. Yeah, the boys cleaned up, didn't they? The Parnham show at yeah. one stage it looked like mm. even Neville was about to win the first three. Yes. And Red Hot Hope was flashed home to finish third in the third race of the day. And yeah, yeah, all brothers are riding well, and Neville's training really well as well. A couple of impressive winners yesterday too. So I thought that win of smashing was significant. Three wide, no cover the entire, especially the way the track ended up playing and yeah. uh, wide. What well, well, was 
definitely wasn't quicksand. It wasn't necessarily as strong a place to be as it was last week, midweek. So that made that win even um, that little bit more impressive. Okay. All right. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Asian Bow Stakes Day, Ascot on Saturday. We're recording at 11.30am Thursday, the 29th of October, overlooking the winning post here at beautiful Ascot Racecourse. So Northam is racing in the Avon Valley this afternoon. We're about to launch into Saturday's nine race program. Kalgoorlie Guru is winding down. There's another mm. meeting on Saturday. Surely this is the last mm. of the season. It has to be, doesn't it? Uh, is there one or two more to go? Not sure. Not sure yeah. that's uh, never ending. Oh, it is never ending, I tell you what. But it's uh I, it's I good stuff in it for that good one. Stuff. First thing tomorrow morning, but it looks a quick form. I don't think there's <laughs> I don't think there's any more than uh, sixty horses going around in total on the card. <laughs> so yeah, dearie me. I think Angela Johnson makes her riding debut as well. Oh, apprentice. Yeah, yeah Angela apprentice, Johnson. Yep. And okay. she's actually got a ride in the forty thousand dollar road to Ascot uh, Championship, Country Championship race as well where she can't claim. So good on her. Wouldn't that be a way to break the duck? That would be. Without the claim. She'd yeah, say, just right. throw your claim away, lads. Don't even need it. Busy, busy time, isn't mm. it? Because we got... It, not only that, we've got three race meetings coming up on um, on Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day Tuesday. They call it Christmas. Christmas. Mm. That's... How do you – so what's your Melbourne Cup strategy? Do you, do you bet all three meetings? Well, oh, come on, BJ. He's the bloke. He's the bloke, Lockie. Or do you focus, focus on the yeah, crayfish? Fo- I focus on Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a lie, by the way. Um, no, well, years gone by. Uh, so probably for about four or five years there, I'd always stay home um, yep. on the day. And then if I wanted to go out and meet the lads for a beer, I'd meet everyone post-race meet because it's a fairly heavy day. It'd be my biggest turnover day of the entire year comfortably, um, apart from potentially a railway day because of the futures bets in the market I've created. Um, but with uh, about a couple of years ago, we got offered a um, we got offered four tickets to a all drinks, all food, inclusive day at a venue. I thought, bugger, we'll go and take it on. And I said to the lads, I'm not going to be talking to anyone all day. Like there's a race every 15 minutes. So I'm just going to be attached to my phone. And uh, we had a reasonable day and um, did the same thing last year. Went to an event at Optus Stadium. So I thought, bugger it, I'm just going to take it on. So Stone Muddler's Bar from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Just staring at my phone for seven hours straight, basically. And You're going to have to have a couple of those Betfair battery packs, aren't you? I will have a couple of Betfair battery packs and I'll have a couple of people delivering me the occasional quite uh the occasional cold beer throughout the day i'd suggest but at six o'clock socialization so what terry is telling us is that it's all based on superstition and because he's had two successful (laughs) years previously he's backing up the same process this year uh, it's more about and i think you'd probably have an idea of this as well it's more about uh, when you have a couple of beers your confidence can go up and your staking levels uh suddenly go through the roof so if you have and because i've had a couple of good days um the staking going up has been a positive thing if i have a bad day it can be uh yeah I have to start walking home from the tracks. I can't afford the Uber. <laughs> we need to have some vision of, of Terry. Like, like Stone Muddlers. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling everyone. There'll be an absolute crew down there, I reckon. So, uh, so get along and um, I'll share some uh, so share some Jero winners. That's on Tuesday. And uh, just, just wrapping up our uh, WA Racing calendar, we have the opening meeting of the Great Southern Season. Do Mount, we? Mount Barker on Sunday. You sure? Yeah. They're definitely racing? Oh, well. Can you give our listeners a guarantee that they're definitely going to race? I cannot do that. Okay. If anyone can do that, they're uh, they're a braver man than me. But best of luck to everyone involved with the Mount Barker Turf Club. They have their struggles at times, but um, fingers crossed for a uh, trouble-free opening meeting on Sunday. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes.
BJ. Okay, don't forget if you spend $50 or more at Market City Meats, please send us a copy of your receipt via email or direct message at the 11pod on Twitter and you'll be in contention to win a magnificent meat package valued over $200. The draw will be conducted to coincide with uh, Railway Stakes Day edition of the podcast. So multiple entries are allowed and so the more times you catch up with Timmy Hewitt and his team at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, the more chances you have to win so my pre-markets written preview the leg up was released at 7 a.m this morning on bestbets.com.au uh it was a bit better yesterday actually okay. yeah. yeah yeah my partner Le- my partner lee's home uh almost on maternity leave so i was able mm. to get a few more things done than usual so uh it was good to get a reasonable night's sleep last night terry Tell what you time what, did you we, what we time did you wrap have, up? Uh, no i was all done by 9 30 it's actually cool. quite early for me so i was um yeah 9 30 all done i spent a lot of the afternoon doing it rather than I, i'm really sitting out in all of them today didn't get me too excited so i had a bit more time to get stuck in but um yeah maternity leave. we might need to have uh lucky emergency one ready to go just yep. in case yeah, i keep, reckon keep your phone on yeah it could, yep. be, uh, no could be could be the late call <laughs> up, i reckon so yeah, yeah. hopefully not of course well hopefully but hopefully not lucky's just gonna have to down tools at the st- uh, table yeah, stable yeah. and just <laughs> make a mad dash to uh help us out on the Prior- priorities exactly <laughs> so uh yeah so for the leg up, check out bestbets.com.au as well as the Ozrace website. While Terry and Daniel Cripps, two of the best, combine forces for the Wild West video preview available on the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au. Now, we all need to know, Terry, how did the Sand Gropers end up in the Betfair Origin Challenge? Poorly. Poorly. Yeah, no, it wasn't our year. Um, a few seconds early heard us. What I do, you know, I drop, drop excuses or do I just own it? Um, we'll just own it. No, it wasn't our year. We, we had a tactic going in and um, it was to have large bets on the on the ones we liked. And um, when South Australia, well done to South Australia, by the way, jagged one at 40 to 1 early on, had a unit and a half on it and put about 60 on the field. We uh, we struggled to come back from there. But um, I think they'll be going again next year and expect a, a far better performance so the one thing we said we were disappointed is sundays have really been our uh, our been our day um over the last uh two or three months whether it be at kalgoorlie or or um northern where we've been racing so it was disappointing it was a wednesday to saturday comp not a wednesday to sunday but uh you might have to get nah, the rules tweaked no good we, the only good thing is we beat victoria so that's something isn't it well it's something because the mm. vicks have beaten everyone in everything this year so i think they've won the afl the rugby league and the the netball so the, the melbourne is cock a hoop. At least we could leave our houses. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's a that's a silver lining. That's for sure. So um yes. Yeah, so maybe next year for the sand gropers um in the Betfair State of Origin Challenge. Also, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you check out Betfair's new mobile app for iOS and Android users. It was released earlier this month. Sharpen your edge with the latest from our friends at Betfair. Also, the 1-1 one, one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. All right. What are we going with today? Is it Asian Bow Steaks Day or is it Prince of Wales Steaks Day? What's what's the feature, do you think, guys? Oh, what, are, reckon, what are we leading with? I reckon the Asian Bow because it's the lead up to the railway. And the railway's our biggest race. Yeah. yeah, but the Prince of Wales for me is a better betting race, so it depends. It's not about me, though, is it really? I reckon we go. This is the Asian Bow Steaks Day. Let's get cracking on our preview for the nine-event card. Interestingly, the rail is back in the true position. Mm. We might have to go out 
might have to ask Chris Nation for permission if we can go out and walk the inside Again. pad there. What did, he, what did he tell us last time? So we did discuss it because the, the inside pad is definitely has a different feel to it to the Quirk, rest of the track. Different, bit quirky, the inside no, pad. No, it's a bit quirky. It was definitely cut shorter. Um, was, he, was it a different soil composition? Different profile, yeah. Different profile. Yeah. So He just it, said it needed a little bit more time before they utilised it. Yeah. And he thinks the best pad's three metres still. So I think for railway day, they're going to be racing at three metres. I think that's, so. that's, yep. that's um, his impression. But I know they used the same – it was the same setup last year. And uh, I was just saying to the lads before, it was the same setup last year. And the first meeting back to the True, um, there was a howling easterly and it played massively on pace. So I don't think we can look too much at that. At the next two meetings at the True, we have similar conditions to what we see um, on Saturday, which is a reasonable southwesterly. And um, on both occasions, it played fairly. So I uh, we say this every week and probably sound like a broken record, but this – with them racing back on this true pad for the first time, and there is a southwesterly in play, there is never a better day to bet late, I don't think, because this could play red hot. That could be that could be a fast lane. We have no idea. That could also could play horribly, mm. um, and the inside pad might be might be a big question mark. So I don't think we'll know until they actually gallop on it for a race or two. So um, unless you're really diving into a price you like early, um, I'd be I'd be wary and be willing to uh, to bet later than uh, than earlier. Okay, maximum of 27 degrees. Looks like being another cracking spring day here at, at WA Racing headquarters. And uh, it's time to get started on Asian Bow Stakes Day. Race one is the Crown Perth Plate, 1,000 metres. And after being sensationally scratched last Saturday, Glamour Girl Clairvoyance is back in action. And a re, uh, reminder to all our listeners and all punters out there, there is no bar plate on Clairvoyance. Mm. Terry. Yes, no. The uh, the bar plate is would be a gear change, and seeing as she didn't go around last week, we've, we're seeing her bar plateless. Um, yeah, look, what are we going to say? Here? She's a dollar twenty. You'd be pretty brave taking the dollar twenty. She should obviously um, do a number on this lot, but um, yeah, for a horse coming off a little setback, I think we'll st- we'll stay out of the dollar twenty. The only thing I'll say is, and this might be a touch harsh, but I think, is, is Darren are they are they shirking the issue a little bit? I reckon that weight for age race would have been. 100% there for the taking. She probably goes around $1.50 in that. Uh, Mervyn's the only really super speed horse in the race. I don't know. With the 51 kilos, I reckon there was a great opportunity to give her a little uh, winter bottom trial against the uh, the older brigade there. But that's just my opinion, BJ. Yeah, perhaps coming off a setback, yeah, clairvoyant. In the back so of their minds, they want to carry look the after extra, Carry the extra eight and a half as but, well. But this is, this is, a, this is a gift. As, you as, think as, it's a gift. Charlton Eddie will kick up and lead here, as, though. You reckon? Oh, they will be. They would have heard my criticism from last time, I'm sure. But uh, surely, with the the claimer going on, she's going to have to breeze with 59 and a half here, isn't I, she? I think their best chance of winning is taking the trail on her and hoping she stops. Or do they just say we can't beat her? Charlton Eddie and just try and run for second. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, that is the uh, that is the query. I would love to see just for some interest in the race. I'd love to see Lactar just give her a little yeah. kick, give him a little uh, little little rev up out the gates and um, take her on and and make. Clairvoyance carry the 59 and a half of a setback in the breeze and we'll make see. Her, um, make yeah. her beat you. Exactly right. And, and the good thing is we've also got uh, Shan Talk in the race who's going really nicely. So, um, yeah, this should, be, this should be a gift. It should be. And that's why I think they've gone this way. It's like off a setback, come back to the thousand, regroup. Uh, let it, I mean, it's almost she can – she'll go around, she'll, she'll win more than likely. And, um, and then they can plot a path. From there, and I think there's another race prior. It's the Reeves, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Colonel Reeves, Colonel Reeves, Reeves and, and then the Winter Bottom. Yeah. So, the, I, I the imagine the thing that, that was interesting about her being scratched last week is that 
all but ruled out her going towards a champion fillies or guineas because she had to race that week and then would have had to go to 1,400 metres probably next Tuesday. And obviously, she's not going to do that. So, you, you everything heads towards the wind bottom. You say that, but didn't DMAC start a horse first up in the WA Guineas last year? Montalena. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope setup. that this one is just too good to even <laughs> think about it. That's, um, Bang, the first thing I thought about was when she was scratched last week is we already had very strong yeah. very strong indication but this was the confirmation but you never know you never knew but now you knew she wasn't but if you go and have a look at the guineas market at the moment she is still your $2.50 favourite so it's a thin market and it's a very ordinary market to bet into but you know she's going to come out and everything's going to thin up so if you do like one for the guineas and, and you you think there might be a quote there it's racing um, well we were just talking about off air with Snickerdoodle Dandy um, pretty unmissable run in last week's uh, Belgravia uh, um, that's one who once clairvoyance does come out um will probably thin up uh, quite a lot i would suggest so um worth having a look if there's something there at a price you think um you don't mind going forward to the guineas in a few weeks time yep so yeah it does look like a um Put in procession. Take out. Procession, yeah, for clairvoyance. Charlton Ed is a really, really good horse. That will be fascinating if uh, the Team Casey instructs Lucky Lactar to uh, attack early and hold clairvoyance out. That'll make uh, a bit add a bit of excitement to the race. And obviously, Shan talks a filly with plenty of potential as well. She, that was a good win first up in uh, against the older horses. Yeah. Miss, Frost, Miss Frost had her cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. burst through between runners. It mm-hmm. was it was a good sign there for, for Shanto. Eliminate is out. There's a couple other horses that are going to win races as well, but this does look uh, the clairvoyant show, and she's going to make it five straight and hopefully start her march towards the uh, winner bottom stakes. You're taking the dollar twenty and your multis, lucky. Yeah, the free boost they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Race two uh, is man. the Tab Touch Westpeed Platinum Series Heat 2. And, um, yeah, what do we got here? we got uh, Time to Sizzle, Marty Allen. Now, speaking of Marty Allen, he, mm. he gave you a mention on... He gave uh, me a little, little rev up, didn't he? He yeah, did. He, on, bit, uh... he had an interview with Giulio Santarelli on at the races, WA, uh, on their Twitter feed yesterday, discussing... Which horse was that? Discussing Do a Diddy, was it? Do a Diddy, yep. yeah. Yeah, it was really good, actually. He had to sort of car. He wanted to race it with cover, and um, Mitch was just a bit stiff that the two leaders cleared out, and he had to... I uh, had to cart them up. I thought it was really brave to um, run uh, second to Brave Angel. But, yeah, no, he had a little dig at me about um, – He didn't want to tip it because he didn't want to upset you. Yeah, he didn't want to upset me yeah. a few weeks ago when he said that uh, Great Waters couldn't win and it was sort of two fifty into $1.80 and, and won well. And then he said uh, – what was his best of the day? He's a gunslinger. He said, oh, this is yeah, just this, wins. this is my pick of the day. And it was fives out to 15s, ran along last. So, yeah, I made sure I reminded him that a couple of times. But, uh, no, look, time to sizzle is yeah. the nicest, uh, is the nicest, is the best horse in this race um, by some distance. There's got to be a query at the 1,200 metres, but they will ride her with a sit here. Um, she was scratched a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think that was just purely because they weren't happy with the draw and they wanted to find a softer race for her. But is this, a got, this, this has got three wide no cover written all over, doesn't it? Time no, no, no I, think, I think they're really happy taking a sit. Yeah. Like a proper sit. What do you mean? Oh, they might not be in third or fourth. They might be sitting in sixth, seventh, eighth. Well, not but if she jumps well enough she could tuck in just behind him then that's um then that's okay but i mean the two horses drawn directly underneath her are classy macro devil's dust they're not going to go super quick lace vinsky finds the rail um you'd think lace vinsky finds the rail and then you've got um the two horses from out wide and taj marley and pink, pink and gray who got a little battle royale last start between themselves didn't they, they did. um out in front it was um an interesting ride from kira in that sense and it was probably a better run from pink and gray to come again with the pressure that he absorbed mid-race but um 
Oh, look, I'm I'm not hopping into Tom to sizzle at the two dollars thirty, two forty that's around at the moment. But um, yeah, I think he's just he's the only one I could consider backing if I if I saw a price late. I think. What do you reckon, uh, Lockie? Uh, not a race I'm overly keen to play in. I agree with Terry. There's only one progressive horse in in the race, and it's time to sizzle. Fifty nine, twelve hundred, both queries for a small mare and. The others have probably had their chance, and if there was one, if you had to, if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably say Lacevinsky, but he's two from seventeen or eighteen and doesn't win out of turn. So, mm-hmm. for mine, not a race I'm overly keen to look into. But I'm interested to hear that you think Time to Sizzle. Or you're very sure that Time to Sizzle would be taking a set. I thought they might roll forward and. And just ride her like the best horse in the race. I just think up to the 1,200 metres, as you mm. mentioned, Little Mare uh, with the weight. Um, I think the camp has some queries on the 1,200. Uh, Jockey doesn't have the same queries. Um, so I think they're going to try and give her as much time to settle and um, probably ask her to do as little as work as possible with the 59 kilos. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. The, the horses she has to gun down in Taj Mahal and Pink and Grey, they're, they're going well and they're nice fit horses. And, and to be honest, if, if I look at my markets now, I've actually marked Taj Mahal 660 pink and grey, um, 11 bucks. They're 11 and 21. So I have to back them both. So I, that's what I, I really should have probably said before is Taj Mahal and pink and grey become bets for me, but I don't expect to collect to be honest with you. So I probably marked them both a little bit thinner than I should have. But um, yeah, completely agree with Lockie in the fact that she's the progressive mare, but um, $2.40 with a couple of question marks, mm. not for me. I reckon this is a good setup for Lacevinsky. Paddy Carberry back on, quick backup. Reckon the Simon A. Miller camp is just starting to hit their straps back to Ascot. I thought I thought he probably should have finished uh, length or length and a half closer last Saturday. Paddy Carberry's from three is going to have options. It'll be inter- interesting to see whether he kicks up and leads. Uh, last time he won at Ascot, I don't think it's going quick enough. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not you're right. But regardless, it's going to be in a in a good striking position. Uh, fitness. I, th- I think that run behind Dom to shoot two starts ago was better than it looked as well. Hmm. There was money for it last Saturday as well. I think it was like 15s into 11s or 10s officially. I think that's because Crip tipped it. Oh, did he tip it, did he? <laughs> yeah. Crip I think he might have done. Yeah, okay. Done, yeah. So, and yeah, just sort of had got held up behind heels and just drifted out into into space. And while while he was doing that, there comes a time in Bragwell sort of Got, got away from, from Lacevinsky. So the, the run to be beaten only three lengths on the line was good. I reckon Lacevinsky can knock off time to sizzle. We've got a couple of queries about time to sizzle, especially at the price. The boys are, um, spoke about the, the queries, 33 days between one runs as well. The horse that I'm looking at to be flashing late is Morgs Freeman. Thought his first up run, went back over a 1,000, ran some good closing splits. I like the booking of Brad Parnham's going to be ridden cold again. If he can get a track up in the three and four wide line, on the turn into the straight, he can finish off with strength as well. But uh, I think this is – if Flacevinski's going to win one this prep, I don't think he's better placed to do so than on Saturday. Morgs Freeman, the knockout down the outside. I think Lacevinski had his chance. So three starts ago is the run I went back and had a look at is when he breezed, um, was grabbed by Rath. I thought he had every chance that day. don't know if it's a 59 kilos Paddy Carb or going to pick up and sprint through a gap and get past him. I don't know. Look, yeah, he can definitely win. I'd have him in your top four, but $4.80 I think is a thin price for, for a horse that's had a million chances. So I just don't think it's a very good race. That's no, it's, a- it's it's a really ordinary race. It's, it's a really ordinary race, but um, – 
Yeah, no, I've just maybe I'm just I think I've been on Lace Vinsky that many times. Yeah, I've true. Just got fatigue. I've just got Lace Vinsky fatigue, I think. Western Rhythm's gonna win races too down the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's got a ticky sticky draw. Gate ten, first up with Ben Patterson on board. Uh, she has rather with Ben Patterson on board, but um got some potential Western Rhythm. Mm-hmm. All right. Race three, Amelia Park handicap. 1,800 metres, and uh, gee, the Cerise and White have got a strong hand in this particular race. They've got three of the 12 runners, including the Red Hot, odds-on favourite, truly great. Lockie, what are your thoughts on the 1,800 metre race of the day? I think truly great is going to be awfully hard to beat, and I won't be backing him, but I won't be betting against him either. It looks like there'd be strong tempo set by... Kelly's Callisto, Red Hot Tip, potentially Strike Force, Bow Count, Juicing Carrots has tactical speed to kick up. And he's drawn well. And he's not a horse, uh, he's not the typical Bob Peters horse that gets back. He's settled handy over 1,400 metres before. I, can, I think he can settle three back the fence easily. And from there, behind a strong tempo where they potentially string out, mm-hmm. he's going to be awfully hard to beat. Yeah, it's just bad luck that beats him here, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah that's only bad luck. I prayed with we'll see. Two. I prayed. Dollar eighty. Uh, I've yeah, I marked him a dollar seventy-five. He's dollar fifty-five at the moment. Yeah, um, he's been supporter from that. So I marked him a dollar seventy-five in a low ninety percent market. So basically, if I said if I saw even money, I was happy having a full stake um, mm. on him, which I knew was very ambitious and it was very unlikely. But um, I think he'll win the Perth Cup too. So there we go. That's a, a bit more excitement to the race if we throw out the Perth Cup winner. But yeah. um, you look at his one go over a journey. It was uh, it was super. Didn't beat much that day, but profiles to me as a um, uh, sort of in the Mississippi Delta mold to some degree in the way his career um, has progressed compared to hers. And um, I'm expecting the way his campaign is moving and what they're looking at that um, they'll be aiming him as a lightweight Perth Cup chance. He's going to get to the Perth Cup at the right time, isn't oh. he? He's just going to keep going through his grades at the moment. And He's going to be Brett peaking for it, isn't he? Yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah, very, very progressive horse. This one truly great. I thought that mile win last start. They walked and he's walked past him. Yeah. Uh, did he walk past him? Got past him well. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they they he, he walked ran, in the, yeah. yeah. It was he, a very fast walk in that yeah, case. Yeah. <laughs> well, they walked early, but he's on the, the fourth fastest last 200 of the day. Jane Seville? Who's the famous um, walker? Yeah, Jane yeah. Was it Jane Seville? Yeah. Is she the one yeah. that did the misstride and the, you got, got two feet off, she got red carded. Oh, that, that was heartbreaking. That was tough. Oh, when the Olympics on? Good question. Next year, Tokyo? Oh, they, the, have they pushed Yeah, they've been postponed. Yeah, there's a thing called COVID. Can't wait. Do enjoy the Olympics. Love my walking. Can't say. Just hope it doesn't clash with the synchronised diving, mainly. <laughs> that's, that's the main concern for me. So yeah, it does does look another uh, um, setup, good setup for truly great to progress uh, onwards towards a uh, Perth Cup preparation, as we've discussed. And um, yeah, that mile win last start was a funny odd race. He got pushed and shunted around, and Chrissy Parnham was kept in balance and moving into into the race, and he let down with yeah significant closing speed late. As Lockie said, the the Tempo early and middle should be uh, faster than average, you would suspect. Creates creates space and separation, strung out field. Chrissy Parnham's just going to have to steer this fella and he could uh, he could make a mess of him, I reckon. He Truly could, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's just bad luck that beats him. And then yeah. you, so you look at, okay, so he does get bad luck. It's with, just for anyone that's looking to chase something at a bit of a price, you think, so how does he get beaten? So you're going to bow count's a likely leader and then you're going to have red hot tip with the pads on, which is a negative, mm-hmm. rolling to the breeze. If he gets held up, those two get marching, the inside pad plays hot, that's how he gets beaten, but I won't be backing against him. No. Um, 
Interesting. Ryan Hills opted for Red Hot Tip over Bow Count, and I suppose Red Hot Tip's the younger horse with probably a bit more, bit more scope to win a, a good race. Uh, but pads do go on. Jason Brown has ridden Bow Count well in the past. I don't think he's won on Bow Count, but a couple of placings, I think. Um, and before we move on from this race, do you approve of the placement of Big Caroline in this race, Terry? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's there's no issues with the placement of Big Carolina. 72 Raider in a um, 72 plus. It's actually perfect placement from the Brian Rogers Yard, BJ. Astute. 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 100%. From that's a astute placement. So. Yeah, um, for me, if, if something remarkable happens and truly great. I thought runs it was in. a good opportunity to back up Blast, though, to be honest <laughs> with you. But um, <laughs> besides that, I think it's good placement, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I would like to have seen Blast attacking um, Bow Count. <laughs> Mid-race, that would have been interesting. Um, but, yeah, if, if the remarkable happens and truly great, you know, gets caught up in um, some sort of traffic jam or uh, Terry Layton roadblocks, then um, maybe my old faith for British Bessie. She was good first up. She likes, likes being back at Ascot. She's probably going to get a soft rails run from from three. Um, yeah, maybe maybe British Bessie but uh, or or even um, something on top of the speed like a bow count or a red hot tip. But really, um, I mean, it's pretty hard looking past – Truly just great. dream for even money on Betfair late. Yep. That's my plan. Just dream for even money late on Betfair and then just grab the chips and lob them in the middle. It's a big dream. <laughs> it is a big dream, yeah. It's Martin Luther King style. <laughs> Race four, BJ? Yeah, all flags, signs and banners, handicap. Uh, yeah, we've got 14 runners to face the starter in a, in a graduation. There's, uh, there's a bit of interest in this with some promising types, Heaven's Gift and Notorious One lining up. There's uh, Lord Lonsdale coming out of a maiden uh, victory. First up, maiden victory uh, goes into this race as well. But there's a bit happening. This, this feels Great training performance, I thought, from Kieran McDonough, by the way, to yeah. get Lord Lonsdale up there. So, um, yeah, interesting. Bit of credit. Yeah, yeah, a bit of credit. No, a lot of, uh, I thought that was a tremendous training performance. So, um, well done to Kieran. Well done, Kieran. And he does a good job with his horses, doesn't he, Terry? So, this feels like a race that the guru the Perth Racing Guru, he can usually find something 20 to 1, oh, $21 plus. The 60 plus graduation. Oh, yeah. This, this, this a, 14 horse, I reckon, he's, I, reckon he's, I reckon he's going to take on a couple of the faves and I can. I suspect that this is a race that Terry <laughs> thinks he'll be able to pick the eyes out of this at, uh, um, especially big odds bet. Just need to regain my composure for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I do think this is a race. I think Heaven's Gift will be extremely popular. I think both of you two are about to launch a, about to launch a case for it and I can I can 100% see why it's the progressive runner in this field um I have I have concerns with how long it's been since Jared Noski's ridden a winner um he's a little bit out of form in the saddle probably will ride one today as we discussed before on, on block of land hopefully at northern for Jared he can break the duck there and go into Saturday with a bit of bit of confidence but um notorious one from the gates likely to miss the kick again get back shuffle uh, a lot the around horses on the rail I don't know if that'll suit uh, a big fella with a lot of um a lot of issues, I guess you can say. Midnight blows. So, just, so just on Notorious One, mm -hmm. is it one I'd blinker off, off and one I'd blinker yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the blinkers are completely off yeah. Yeah. and there's a one-eyed winker. winker. Yeah. Correct. Near side. Yes. Yeah. Because he, he lays. 
he lays, he runs in, in doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so okay. He's not going to have a symmetrical head, so <laughs> it's gonna, it's, it'll probably look a bit funny. I don't think I've seen that too often, actually. That'll no, be a, a unique one. Very unique. Uh, Midnight Blues, just a grinding stay. I think the reason he got as close as he did first up is because that was, a hor- run. That was just a horrible form reference. Yeah. Just yeah. The, they finished in a line. I think Although some, playing, some of Sky was Marika there as well. belted him in the last last Saturday. Yeah, that, well, that's a result that made no sense <laughs> whatsoever. I didn't think playing Marika was going to get a mile when he went over a mile, and then she comes in and wins like that over 1,800. So, no, that wasn't one I was anywhere near. Lord Lonsdale steps up to the um from a maiden to a 60 plus i can never have them unless they look really out of the box i'm not sure she's really he sorry is really out of the box deception games had a long campaign and the apprentice goes on so there you there you sort of um five fi- they're your five favorites mm-hmm. and i'm sort of happy to to look around i one horse i i thought my fair ballantine was a better first up run um than heaven's gift from that race or if not better there wasn't much in it I thought there was very little in it so I'm a little bit disappointed with the booking of Chris Graham who's still struggling to completely find his feet at the moment and find his form Um, but it's Seeing one at $3.51 at $15, I think there's a bit too much um, a bit too much of a gap in the market between that pair. Um, but the one I'm going to just have a little bit of a look at, I, I'm not going to take any early prices. I've marked um, Bollinger Boy $11. Um, currently looking at 23 So Bollinger Boy, first up for two years, went okay for Matty Derrick on a leader bias Northern track. Uh, then came out and was probably a moral beaten behind Deception Game in a near identical mile made into this. Um, his last three efforts have been over a staying journey and we know he doesn't stay. Like the, He won one of those because they went 40 lengths below bench to the turn, so that wasn't really a staying test. Um, he's four for 10 over the mile. If there is, if they are making ground, I think Bollinger Boy back to the mile can um, really make um, a bit of an impression late. Um, and I'll be having something small on Celtic Diva at $71 mm. just because I've marked uh, – uh, significantly shorter but not much enthusiasm here BJ but I can see reasons to to take on the favourites expecting Heaven's Gift to be very popular though so if they're getting back and running on yep. d- does that bring Glamour Pact into the race a bit oh, I'm expecting aggression on Glamour Pact Are actually you? yeah I, I think so I think they'll look at the um the, the blueprint from last from Glamour Pact's last success and I think they might ride aggressively early to try and find a spot on speed could end up breezing because of that um, ideally they're going to try and like slot in just off the pace but um, could be completely wrong there but uh, I don't see a way they win the race going back to dead last um, with Glamour Pack but it does have some Glamour Pack does have tactical speed so I try and use it and mm. try and find a spot and if you have to breeze breeze might, 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 be, the might, might be a three wide line four might end up three wide with cover potentially potentially yeah, yeah that's definitely not yeah. an easy start point the mile no. mile yeah. Ascot either yeah. so that's yeah. so that's, that's why I'm probably leaning really. towards them having slightly more conservative tactics. Mm-hmm. It's oh. an interesting one, what they'll do um, with Glamour Pact. It's uh, got some ability, I reckon, Glamour Pact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm suspecting that Lockie and I are on the, the same page when it comes to Heaven's Gift. Why don't you outline how this mare is going to get the chockies for us, mate? Well, the the map pers- from a map perspective, I find it interesting because she isn't a mare with the best gate mm. speed. And for that reason, I don't feel she's a, a pure chips in job. So I am keen on Heaven's Gift, but it is with a slight asterisk. I just thought her first up run was massive. Not only was she super against the pattern of the day, she was just blatantly really unlucky. Mm. Um, only going to be better suited up to a mile. Hopefully she can hold a midfield position from barrier five and from there as terry's touched upon midnight blue comes out of what doesn't look like a great form race i don't think he can out sprint her i don't think bollage of boy could out sprint her and there's a couple others as well notorious one he's well in the market but i'm happy to take him on every time he steps out on course he just does too much wrong and then lord lonsdale as terry touched upon one of 
really weak maiden. I don't think Trade Fair Express is good form whatsoever. So pretty keen to be with Heaven's Gift here, just knowing that plenty of the other horses in the market have knocks on them, and I think she's progressive and can go through the grades. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Heaven's Gift. She's just about my best of the day. Uh, oh, as, there we go. Yeah, as Lockie said, very stiff, first up 1,400 metres. Uh, Jared Noski just had to bide his time until he could angle out uh, into into uh, clear galloping room, and by the time that that came, the um, the race was was basically all over. So she closed late to be beaten two lengths behind Special Choice. For her to do what she did last start to go from a Pinjarra maiden and then a Class One victory into a Belmont Oaks, be beaten a length behind Chantre, and I'm still. I'm still convinced that she probably should have won the Belmont Classic. Um, just she got beaten ahead and got was really ba- unlucky. Basically at the top stopped of the in a yeah. tracks at the stop. I just think from a class point of view, uh, I reckon Heaven's Gift has got a length or two on these, and um, I like that draw. I think she can land midfield without burning any fuel. Jarry's just got to keep her out of trouble and in the clear. I can't see anything coming from behind her and beating her, uh, if that's the case. So um, I think she's got the strength and the the, the closing speed to to get, get it done. Um, so for me, if anything's going to knock her off, it'll be just something on top of the speed that pinches a bit of a break, especially if it's a leaderish kind of day. But what for price me, have we got? Uh, Heaven's Gift. Mm. Uh, probably not my price at the moment, mm. which is why I was sort of holding off. I, I was three eighty. Oh, I said three sixty at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What uh, were you? Thing- Five bucks. Yeah, but a lot of that. I, I must admit, Jared Noski is one of my favourite jockeys. So I'm not yeah. trying to have a, a dig at Jared Noski here at all, but Jared hasn't ridden a winner for three or four months now. So um, I always like to. Uh, I always that comes into my factoring when I mark them. The form of a jockey in the form of a stable. So the Holy Lock stable is all permanently informed, basically. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Just the the form of the jockey probably meant um, meant that she popped out a point longer than I would have otherwise had her. Fair enough too. Yeah, second up as well uh, at the mile. She's still got to do it, Heaven's Gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, seconds and thirds in stakes company d- doesn't necessarily always translate, um, especially in three-year-old fillies grade. Did you think the run of My Fair Ballantyne was as good? just about? I thought it was to the equal. Watch the last 100 especially. They both got held up. Yeah. And then they were near identical runs and they both got out. The thing is, um, Heaven's Gift probably got rolling a touch earlier than My Fair Ballantyne. So they were, to me, they were near identical runs. But um, look, if you if you, if Sean McGrady or um, if, if, if it was a senior who I thought was in reasonable form was on my fair Valentine at the 14 bucks. I would have been chips in best each way of the day by a country mile, but um, I'm struggling with Chris Graham a little bit at the minute. Yeah, I, I, um, I think that gate two for Notorious One is going to be difficult. Interesting. It's, to, it's a difficult steer <laughs> for, for Sean McGrady, I think. Um, he's obviously going to be getting better every time he goes to the races, but I was talking about my fair Valentine. Sorry? My fair Valentine. What's that? That's the horse I was talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're yeah, moving yeah. on. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, so, I've lost well, you Trust yeah. me, yeah. we know you weren't keen on Notorious. Right? Okay. <laughs> so it looks like a difficult steer. So, so yeah, uh, if he can win from gate two on, on Notorious one, that's going to be a feather in Shawnee's cap, that's for sure. But, yeah, keen on Heaven's Gift. The Guru is looking a bit wider than that. And Lockie's with me, I think, on the Holy Lock trained four-year-old. So hopefully we can uh, get a result in race four of the day. It's one race you'd actually say that all 14 are some chance. Maybe yep. the maiden, maybe Danny Morton's maiden down the bottom I don't think could win and maybe Sentimental Queen first start for Hayden Ballantyne. Mm. But uh, it, it's a race where, uh, yeah, they, they really are. They're all a live hope.
Yeah, and Perfect Rame- Harmony was huge last start. And I thought Rogue's point was three or four yeah. wide, punching no cover. Coming off a good trial behind the Fugazi. Yeah, so. uh, on the quick backup, yeah. JT Warwick stable. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit happening here, but I reckon yeah. class-wise, heaven's gift on yeah. top. Terry. All right, it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Also, check out the, the new deck that's under construction. Lots of good things happening up at the Mundaring. Very flash. Um, good stuff for Butchie and his crew. Congratulations to last week's Mastermind winner, Murray Coombs. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail. Now, uh, Tibby Crown, this week's Mastermind. You guys got your pen and paper ready? Always. All right. So, Tibby Crown, this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Question number one. Name the horse that defeated Regal Power in last year's Asian Bow Stakes. Question two. Which of these did not go on to win a railway stakes after Asian Bow Stakes victory? Was it Gilded Venom, Poonamu, or Galaxy Star? So those three Asian Bow Stakes winners, which one of them did not progress on to win a railway stakes? Question number three. This will, I reckon the guru will get this one, but Lockie, I don't know. This will this will be this will test you. That's from the nineteen seventies. Uh, no, I no. saw that coming as well. That joke was just. <laughs> geez, that was your hospital hand pass, wasn't it? <laughs> Question three. Who trained Akadasset to an upset win in the two thousand and fifteen Prince of Wales Stakes? Any ideas, Lockie? No idea. I know that there was two different trainers. I'm yeah. not sure who had it. I know he did. I'm going to go with that one, though. That's my answer. That's my backup answer. Okay. So, they, um, are the, they are the three questions. So, if you want to be in the running for a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring, Heart of the Hills, since 1899, send us a direct message oh, at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. And uh, if you get those three questions correctly, the voucher will be in the mail. Terry. How'd you go? Uh, I went okay. I missed the first one. Lockie's just um, shoved it in my face though because he's figured it out. So, uh, And then the final one, uh, how, how accurate is that? Or the bottom one. Incorrect. Incorrect? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Bit filthy with that. Yeah, you're in the ballpark though. Yeah, I reckon it's just the, the, yeah. Wrong, yeah, yeah. the wrong first letter. Okay. Uh, how'd you go, Lockie? Well, I'm saying two from I was two from two because I wasn't alive for the first question, so that's, that's not fair. In- in- interesting statistic while I was uh, rummaging through some Asian Bow Stakes and Prince of Wales Stakes uh, history, um, Idyllic Prince was the only horse in the last 20 or so years to win both a Prince of Wales and an Asian Bow. So, what a horse. You'd have, a, good you'd have a few photos up on the wall, wouldn't you? Bloody yeah, hell. Yeah, full of, full of prints on our walls. Jeez. Uh, Do you guys own him as well? Yep. <sighs> yep. Mum owned half and Nanny and Grandpa owned the other half. Oh, yeah, that's, he, um, that's, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? Oh, that's uh, like winning the how lottery. Far, how far are we from the next idyllic prints coming out of the stable? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Give me the tip. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so that's our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition for this week. Terry? Very good. All right, race five, the C Corp handicap over the one thousand meters. Um, first of all, I better mention a new 
trainer to the training ranks. Is that uh, Paddy's wife? Yeah, Correct. Jessica, Jessica Hill. Is it Jessica Hill, yeah. Jessica Carberry? Yeah. This is, uh, is this her first horse she's trained? I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. Good yeah, question. Okay. I'll successful what, rider. Hold your horses. Actually, yeah. actually no. used to ride a lot for dad back in the day. She, yep. she rode a lot of winners, Jess Hill, didn't she, as an apprentice? Yeah. She, she, even she, as a senior, yeah. She partnered Idyllic Prince to a few wins. To I can't remember. It's a bit before my time, actually. Lucky, Je- so. Jessica Hill, uh, Jessica Carberry, nay Hill, uh, f- her first runner is a good plan on Saturday. Tell you what, it's trials where uh, I, I can't unfortunately find it with the 61 here, but uh, mm. the trial around Kitgum, who's come out and franked that form since, was uh, was pretty impressive. So, look, if Jess gets this still in um, first up, I reckon Bob will be sending everything he's got to her straight away. So, it'll be some effort. Flash colours too. Mm. Multicoloured oh. checks. Hey. Jesus. Collared sleeves and a pom-pom. It's all happening. Um, no, look, this looks a uh, – I found this to be a pretty easy race to decipher in regards to a, um, a speed map. I think you'll see Zeeble um, put the uh, put the foot down and, and find the top. They'll want to breeze with Boz Taurus outside of Zeeble, but I don't know if um, – uh, they'll probably get there, but it'll just take forever to get there. Boz Taurus isn't as quick as Zeeble is early. From there, Sassy Trader, Barrier 2, and Tommy Blue, Barrier 5, to me, look like leaders back and the 1-1. I don't think we need to go any further from there. I think they're the best two horses in this race, and I think they're the two that will fight it out from the good spots. Tommy Blue's got the runs on the board. Um, Pretty hard to miss what he did last campaign around some good horses like Son of a God, Cliffs of Comfort. There's a nice swing in the weights on his last meeting with – uh, with her last meeting, sorry, um, on River, River Bow. Yeah. And look, if, if Simon Miller's got her ready to go first up, I think she'll be super hard to beat for. An informed jockey. Um, really keen, though. I really like Sassy Trader. Mm. Um, I really like Sassy Trader's trial. But I don't think the decision to race with the 60 kilos first up um, over the 1,200 was probably the right go. And that um, race looks like it's going to be oh. a really strong form race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's run third uh, in that race. Fourth was Secret Plan, um, and there were some really nice types um, behind them as well. So there was some query on the rail that day um, on top of that. But I'm expecting Sassy Trader to be ridden exactly like we saw in the trial and to explode and um, to make a race it with Tommy Blue. So can't go any further than that, lads, and they're the two I'll be focusing around. Unfortunately, the prices have been nibbled and knocked around, and this morning, I think it was that agency that we can't bet with, 365, went up 350, Tommy Blue, 10 bucks, Sassy Trader, and I thought this is going to be my biggest Dutch bet of all time, just about, but now we're talking 270, Tommy, and 650, Sassy Trader, so it's harder to uh, get as enthused about those prices, but um, Sassy Trader still over my quote. No love for Miss Frost? No. Okay. No love. For, I think Miss Frost looked probably- Looked home last start, didn't Looked she? home. That's what concerns me. I think Miss Frost goes a little bit better fresh. Um, I'm not saying Miss Frost can't win. Um, Luke will get very upset at me if I say Miss Frost can't just win. Just say she can't win. Just say- just to stir him up, you reckon? I'm seeing him on Melbourne Cup Day, so I'm, I'm a bit worried he'll come at me with a fist. Um, if then again, he'll be pretty fired up. If I say she can't win, then she gets it done. He'll just be yelling at me all day, which will be even worse for me. Uh, but I think Miss Frost, um, a bit like we're going to discuss uh, Mervyn a bit later, I think some of those sprinters go a little bit better fresh and their second up run maybe isn't as explosive as their first up efforts so she had every right to get past Shantork first up as we touched on before so no not as keen looking at the map horses here for me sassy trader it's leaders back and one one and that's how the race will be run and i'll be trying to shop for some value between the pair of them which is looking increasingly difficult they were they were my two as well i got tommy blue on top sassy trader the big danger class wise i think tommy blue is the horse with the most talent and the most upside 
side. That quality three-year-old form again from last season, transferring that. She actually ran second in the Magic Means three-year-old classic to uh, Cryptic Wonder, and uh, that was a that was a mighty mighty yep. performance. There were some good horses behind her on that occasion. They were like uh, Tycoon Storm. I think Money Matters might have even run in that race as well. So it was a good it was a good addition. She came to town, ran really good. Quite good time, winning over 1,200 metres, knocked off a smart field of three. I was led all the way on that occasion, then ran into, you know, Talladega, Cliffs of Comfort, uh, Son of a God. These are some strong form lines there. So class-wise, good jock, Simon A, uh, ticks a few block boxes, does Tommy Blue. Sassy Trader, the biggest danger, as I said before. Sean and Jake Casey, uh, they are doing a lot right at the moment, aren't they? Super. So. Mm. So they're Bullsbrook as well. They're five minutes down the road from us. Not even. I took the horses to the trials with Sean on Monday morning. There you mm. go. Something in the water up in Bullsbrook. The, uh, the Bullsbrook. <laughs> Not on our property. <laughs> <laughs> they must have a separate pipe. Or <laughs> I do. I, I reckon that, yeah, they're making a lot of good decisions lately with their horses. They're placing them well. They're obviously training mm. very well. They had a double again last Saturday, didn't they, with uh, Fatal Famine. Lever rod, so um, got some well-bred horses as well, but they're doing a doing a sterling job. This is this is a much better placement than first up. I agree, Terry. Low draw, drops four kilos. Yeah, big big chance. Sassy trader. The one horse I'd like to discuss. I can't really work out what's going on with Riverboat. Trialed twice. First up, raced at Belmont, ran last. Trials again, goes enormous, beats Essential Spice. Comes back was a pretty good run behind Shantork. Um, in basically the same race as his last start. Then has gone back and I guess they practiced trialing again with a barrier blanket on. So that's the way that I read it. It went back to trials because it was a, a fractious in the gates last start. They put a barrier blanket on just to see how it goes and obviously it, it, they're- I think they're, you're pretty spot on there. Yeah, is that about just right? Br- I think Bruce might think they're paying prize money for trials as well, potentially <laughs> that's the other option. But yeah, so obviously he's a bit of a, uh, he's got a few, um, you know, Quirks, quirks, mental issues. Um, does River Bow? We've all got some of those, don't yeah, we? Yeah, but um, talent-wise, he's he's a good thousand meter horse. Mm. Uh, I just just interesting that they keep having to go back to trials with him. It's very unusual preparation for River Bow, but he's it, a clear third leg for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a standout third leg. Yeah. I think if one of the two I mentioned before are going to get beaten, it's going to be um, it's going to be River Bow getting a more economical run in um, in transit. And, and um, when he's won, it's always been him oh, sitting steer. sort of just in behind a, a nice tempo yep. and then he just comes for one last crack at them which yep. he looks like he'll get here exactly He's right tri- then- he tries like tarzan doesn't he, he certainly Riverboat. does i mean Bloody he held hell. off a pretty good horse in his last trial didn't he bj <laughs> he sure did mm. he did that didn't he he certainly did that yeah he, and he did that and he won the trial <laughs> um <laughs> Tommy Blue, the risk with Tommy Blue is first up uh, for just after six months and whether he's 100%, whether she's 100%, Jess, I've got to stop calling him, hey? It's a bit It's a bit of a trap, Tommy, Tommy Blue. Tommy, exactly yeah. right. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, excused on this occasion, yeah. I think. But uh, the only other horse we quickly want to mention is Cheston Flyer. I found you know, a really interesting stat. Um, seven goes, never been unplaced over a 1,000. Seven times placed over the 1,000 metres. was huge first up, and I reckon Paddy probably would have preferred to ride, but obviously he's got to ride for his um, his lovely partner. But, mm. um, yeah, huge first up. was probably stiff not to beat Chantalk um, a few weeks ago. So a big watch to see whether Chest and Flyer at about four or five bucks a place can keep that uh, seven for seven streak going. Okay. Lucky? At the prices, I think I'm with Sassy Trader right now. As I said, I thought the, the first up run was super. The trial was really good. Um, I'm not sure if he is a 1,200-metre horse, and he just seemed to peak on the run late, whether that was the 1,200 or whether that was the 60. 
Either way, he comes. Maybe a, bit of, maybe a class as well. Yeah. Um, what was it? Kiss, Kiss on, on all four cheeks. First Law is a good horse as well. Yep. Yep. So he was probably outclassed as well. I yep. think this is a big dropping grade. As I said, I feel that three-year-old race is going to be a really good form reference. He carried the top weight, comes back in grade here. I think he's really well placed and can settle just in behind a hot speed. He doesn't chase. He travels through the bridle, so it's an easy watch and – at the each way price, it's a it's a no brainer for me, especially when Tommy Blue's two seventy five mm-hmm. hasn't raced in a long time. I think Sassy Trader each way is just the the safe How way to go. How do you mark them? I would. I don't mark prices yep. just purely because of the fact I don't have the time to mm-hmm. do so. But Tommy Blue two seventy five off the top of my head seems short to me. I wouldn't be considering her until she got out to maybe three fifty ish. Yep. And Sassy Trader. Each way all day, anywhere above five dollars, yep. I'd be yeah. happy to take. So it's a no-brainer. Yeah, no, but, but that's how I, I do it. It's just by feel pro- and. What price did you have, Tommy Blue? I had a Tommy Blue three twenty Sassy Trader low four. So I'm yeah. a bit lucky at the moment. Yeah. Was- While I have Tommy Blue, just and I feel I felt I had to have Tommy Blue on top. Um, Sassy Trader's the bet at the moment comfortably. So yeah. three fifty me Tommy Blue. I was five dollars Sassy Trader. So, there you go. Sassy yeah. Trader's above all of our quotes. So mm. can we get some of that ten bucks add up earlier? Mm. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Very yeah, juicy. You'd have some ten bucks each way all day, wouldn't you? Lucky <laughs> Christ. Well, that'd be a hashtag free money job. <laughs> if it wins. <laughs> all right, race six. The key clean handicap, not the quite quite clean. <laughs> the key clean handicap. Uh, first leg of the quadrella, the late quadrella. Mm. Um, Guru loves a quaddy, don't you? Don't mate? mind a quaddy, yeah. Um, quite impartial. Now here we go. Here we go. Here, what, are, what are we excited about here? Here we go. The face of the one one. Dig deep. Makes, oh, okay. Makes his return. He's, Actually, uh, I didn't realise that's what you're talking yeah, about. Man. <laughs> well, hey, this race isn't that exciting, is it? Oh, tell us about the people's horse. Ah, oh, there isn't a great deal to tell you. Look, I think the plan will be to um, just to drop him out the back and see him go past a couple. So uh, I don't think we'll be winning here. But I tell you what, I reckon what you should all do is put in your calendar the 14th of November because I reckon we'll be getting to Ascot. I probably won't miss a, a meeting at Ascot for the next six weeks in all fairness um but i reckon we'll get down to ascot and we'll see dig deep get up uh on a really suitable race on the 14th of uh of november so put that in your calendar what BJ. sort of race uh i think it was a 12 or 1400 meter 72 plus where we carry the 59 we can go for the senior jockey uh it's suitable it's suitable so i think that'll be the um looking at his calendar it's really hard to place him because winning the group two set weights and penalties we go to these type of races the set weights and penalties races and race against horses that are 20 points higher than us and carry more weight than them yeah so we're just getting um it's it's look we're, we're not we're not going to try and hand back our victory but it's uh, it's a difficult spot to be and we need handicaps and and unless perth has more handicaps i mean it's a type of horse to be honest with you you've got to almost just look to send east and send it with an eastern states trainer to a bet just about don't you mm. like it's the exact profile unless we have there's not enough handicaps in perth we need a winner race or two first and probably get up to closer to a 90 it's only an 82 there should once be you get to that point i was talking about uh with someone the other day about a horse called riverdance um and i think riverdance is flying for an old boy at the moment but there's not a race there there isn't a race for him like there's no races that are going to suit him with his rating he has to go to swp or handicaps and it's just there's no ratings races that are going to suit him i know he's a bit older but he's the type of horse i'd look to send over east as well yeah. um, i think, uh, I think just we, get to that awkward rating i think at this time of year we need more 70 electric lights 70 another one. plus races yeah, that's, but the, the thing is i think they want to try to protect the correct. the stakes races as much as possible so anything that rates sort of i don't know mid 80s and above they want to sort of try and funnel into races like the asian bow and the prince of wales stakes for example yeah so but i believe that we 
we just don't run enough 78 plus races if there's 78 plus on the card like dig deep gets in two kilos yeah. off off the minimum you know what i mean and that's a that's a perfect option but there's i don't know there's just 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 not quite um maybe not enough horses at the top end to justify the uh, too many of those races but for me I'd, I'd i'd be i'd be looking to put more of those race types on especially around this time of year you know? i agree and i think your logic is spot on yeah. they try to entice trainers and owners to head towards the bigger races which yeah. i understand yeah. but also trainers that have those horses rated at around 85 to 90 they know their horses can't take that next step and face and the big boys. And it's, so not wor- it's not worth it anyway. The the money's not not good enough at those listed and like. I mean, it's I mean, it's great. It's good money. Like if you win it, it's great. But at the same time, the leap that you would um, that we you need to have a, to from, make. Yeah, yeah. But, but also from a ratings point yeah. of view, it's just oh, you're, it's almost like your horse basically is a sure thing to never be competitive in another race again. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. Right. But uh, but anyway, I think. I think there's a few little tweaks to the program. It could could help horses like Dig Deep and, and River Dance and have those high ratings handicap races. But um, but regardless, the people's horse, the face of the one one, Dig Deep. The face. He is the face. He, he? is the face. I mean, yeah. He trialed well. Yeah. He trialed super. Yeah. The initial plan was, I think, to well, I don't think the initial plan was to look at the the two trials and the second trial on Monday. We're going to go around him, but um, instead uh, he came on a lot from that trial. I don't think we're expecting, it, and that's why he's he's nearly twenty to one. Um, I still think he's probably probably alongside Nicobe, the best horse in this race. But uh, look, I think from the gate, he goes back. And again, Chrissy Graham goes on. We carry 60 after the claim. I think the idea, if we can see him run past a few and finish off into fifth, sixth or seventh, depending how the track's playing, um, I think we'll really be pretty happy campers going forward to our uh, to our couple of grand finals on the 14th and then on the 21st in, the, in a potential carbine club. DJ. Oh, look out. Mm. Look but out. I think that's, again, that's S- SWP. So because we won the group two, we probably carry 57 and a half um, as an 82 rater. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation to be in. But uh, he is a champion, mm. isn't he? Yeah, with big heart too. Big heart, yeah, yeah. like his owners. Yeah. <laughs> so from a winning, obviously – are there other horses in basically, this race? <laughs> basically, the, we've, we're putting a line through Dig Deep. But, I think so, yeah. But, I think uh, so so that, that really opens things up for horses such as Nakovi comes a time, some sort after his first up Kalgoorlie victory. There's uh, a couple other horses that are uh, will be putting up their hands, that's for sure. But it does for me, it does look like a race between Nakovi and comes of time. Nakovi on the... Uh, she was super first up in a really, really fast thousand metre race at Ascot two weeks back and comes a time, delivered. Uh, uh, got the start last Saturday, was E1, got the run. Paul Harvey sat outside leader, controlled the race, and, and they, and knew? Got, they knew. They did the, know, sting. the sting. Is that how you described it? The yeah. sting. Oh, they, they absolutely <laughs> knew. He just had all the hallmarks of a good quality sting. And when Justin Warwick backs him up off a week, I reckon he's saying, oh, this horse is still going very, yeah. very well here. So, yeah. uh, look, I, I don't reckon they could have got this market much more bang on than what it currently is. Nikovi's 290, comes at times 330. I've marked them three dollars, three dollars eighty. Um, yeah, to me, it's a uh, it's a complete and utter two horse race. Just worry with Nakovi, um, how genuine, um, how genuine that uh, she might be. She's only won the one of eleven. I know she's raced in predominantly harder races, but there's been a few occasions where she's probably 
loomed and arguably should have won the race or should have done a little bit more. Even, even her victory, um, I think she beat River Bow when they cleared out. She didn't want to really kick away and get the win soft. So I just worry, my, my concern, if you're going to hop into the thins about Nakovi is how um, genuine she is. I've got her on top, and initially I thought she'd be one of my better bets of the day, but um, comes a time's going to have field position, the weight, the one-week backup, which I don't usually like with a sprinter, but Justin Warwick has got a sort of a different set of rules when you're analysing horses. Yeah. So um, at those two prices, I'm going to just uh, sit back and wait and maybe um, have a few beers and back dig deep when I shouldn't later in the day. <laughs> Uh, interesting to see is it well dig deeps returning from injury mm. in love with paris is having its first start in 364 days uh nicovi yeah nicovi was uh, on the comeback trail from from injury as well some sort had an uh had had a fair stint on the sidelines so it's a um there's a bit bit happening in this race uh yeah comes a time um, from a tipping point of view goes on top for me do you, what do you think, Terry? Do you think those prices will hold up? or oh. That's the big question. What mm. does the market do? Because mm. Nakovi comes out of the extremely hot hot race in terms of the times and generally they get backed, but then you have a horse that backs up off seven days. and After being belted. Yeah. People are, um, people are pretty uh, – will have the memory of that and have the money in their pockets. So. What does the market do? What does the market do? Well, I'm not, not really sure. A, there's not really a lot of firmers though, is there? Um, no, I can't no. see the money coming for anything else either, to Some be honest. Some sort has so, to probably go out from that draw. Yeah. Yeah, some sort will get out to a price. They'll all get out to a price. Yeah, I think Masquerade's been kept fresh on purpose. I think Masquerade can actually run a cheeky race, possibly into third or fourth. Um, won't get any of mine. Um, but there's just simply – I just can't see where, where else uh, money comes. So it'll be interesting if one of them so, does get smacked yeah. really hard. Um, then Nakobi's got about a million owners, so that's a chance of, of that occurring there. And one of them creeps out to a price. I'm. This is a situation where I'm probably happy to back the drifter if who's, they get to enough of a price. So, right, so who starts, Nicovi who starts on top. favourite? Nakobi. Nakobi? Definitely Nakobi. Nakobi. Just yeah. on the basis that I know yeah. the money comes for the times yeah. horse. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. So I I want to um, – I'd prefer to be on Nakobi. It's a definite lean to Nakobi for me, but this is a race where if either of them get above my price late on Betfair, I'm not going to be scared off by a drift. Yeah. I, I just like the way that comes a time, sat outside leader on a genuine tempo and just sort of held them at bay, really lowered and lengthened underneath Paul Harvey. Uh, from four, he's just going to land in a pretty – Pretty good spot, really. Uh, I've got my Demi in some sort, sort of um, leading outside leader, and comes a time one one perhaps. Um, yeah, just as Terry said, Justin Warwick sort of has his own sort of framework that he operates uh, around, and 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 really his horses thrive on on the quick backup. Drops down to 54 and a half, pretty good placement in a 66 plus as a 67 raider. Um, winning form's good form. Comes a time, I reckon, I reckon if it gets into a dogfight. Bit of what Terry was talking about, genuineness with uh, Nakovi and a four kilo weight advantage. I reckon comes a time can, um, can fend her off. And then dig deep, grabs them both. Yeah. Mm, perfect. Yeah. After I'll Terry like said he can't win. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be popular <laughs> if that's the case. I'll get about a 1,000 messages in the next 48 hours. We're having something on. I'm just going to write back one word, no. One thing I will say, some sort is a, can lay out a bit and can be a bit of a funny ride. So lucky Raul Ramoli might have his hands full with uh, with this horse. So it's, um, mm -hmm. Jay, Jay Minot usually rides him and he, he seems like he's a tough steer. So... Oh, interested to see whether have to use him early from the gate as yeah, well. Yeah, so. so pressure wobbling around the Ascot race. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to be he out might be on the outside. I, I wouldn't want to be outside some sort on straightening. Put it that way, because you might end up getting uh, carted off. So mm -hmm. um, keep an eye out for that one. 
All right, real two-horse race. We can agree on that, I think, yep. right on, confidently. All right, the feature. Well, the first of the two feature races of the day, the uh, the Tab Touch Prince of Wales Stakes, the Group 3 over 1,000 metres. Uh, wait for age. Um, geez, this is a, it's a race of the old boys to some degree, isn't it? It is. Don't often see uh, a couple of uh, nine and 11-year-olds is prominent in the market. But um, look, while I, I don't expect him to win, um, if, if I am to, to lose in this particular race and do my ass, I really hope it's Rock Magic coming down the outside and, and knocking them all off. Um, scenes. Oh, there'd be absolute scenes. I, I just about reckon Rock Magic's my, um, just about my favourite horse from a non-ownership point of view. Um, of the last six, seven, eight years. I just, there's just something so genuine about him every time he goes around. I've had a couple of feels as well, which probably helps, but uh, <laughs> it's a, just something so horse. genuine. He, he really is. He really is. I, I think as he, I think as they get a bit older, um, they probably want the well, rock magic, for example. I think the 1200 is now definitely going to be his pet trip in the thousand meters, especially from Barrier Town. He might find a bit sharp going back. You'd think the plan would be to go back to last year. They wouldn't yep, want to knock agreed. him around. This yeah. is the pipe opener. Yeah, yeah, this is the pipe opener. So he just goes back to last. He passes. Probably passes half of them at least. I reckon. Easy, um, easy. He yeah. can, he can win. Yeah. I'm, I definitely don't think he's, um, a, he can't win the race. But um, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty keen on one here. Actually, BJ, tell pretty, me, tell semi, me more. Semi keen, tell pretty keen. Uh, I haven't actually discussed this with you guys beforehand, so you guys will probably get pretty upset with this one. But um, I reckon that Durandal will win this race. So it's, uh, that was your pick as well. No. No, no, but I was trying to make a strong case for it. No, he was Durandell? Hasn't won in 714 days. All right, let's uh, ask me on Sunday and I'll tell you it hasn't won in one day. Um, Hang on, is that right? Didn't it win a race? Um, 714 days ago. No, no, no. no, no why, didn't it win a race after a horse got disqualified? Uh, it was Mr. Mr. Motown. Motown. Yeah, so yeah. was that 700? Oh, okay. So that, that was, was its win. Like, so it's last that was its last win, wasn't it? <laughs> win, was that like a bow fine or something? Like that? Yeah, it was a bow fine. Yeah. Very good over the yeah. thousands and meters, I think, as she well. Is. So look, this isn't, this is, I think we can all agree. Well, I think we can all agree. This is a really uh, weak wait for age race. Yeah. I reckon yeah. Idyllic Prince and Barracky would be um, just horrified to see what's going on here. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is really poor stuff. I mean, there's two horses that that have come up above my price and they're stageman um which is the obvious around about 350 i've marked stageman three bucks he's a sort of a he's a hardy mouth horse over the thousand meters though you know mm. he's going to come at him late but he was probably entitled to get past union pacific and um and mervyn last start i thought with 150 to go but he's your obvious he'll be popular but um that's not much fun at three dollars thirty for a horse that's um will be better over the 1200 so durandale's one i've marked 13 dollars um we're getting 35s eight dollars a hole that to me is is the price we go back five months ago yeah, last time Durandale was ridden aggressively was in a Roma Cup and they went forward, sat on the back, um, or sort of sat on the back, sort of sat inside of Vega Magic. It was when they decided to ride a lane with Vega Magic, if and you might like remember that. And looked like the winner. Yeah. It did. He did. He looked like the winner. The Velvet King came at him. There was a three-horse photo on the end. Um, he, he finished third of the three, beaten 0.3 of a length. Uh, behind him was horses like uh, Flirtini, um, the ill-fated Angelic, uh, Brula, Gadding, um, Taxigano. Can we use that as a form reference now? Uh, Perfect Jewel was in that race. It was a really strong – remember that? We were excited. That was a really strong Roma Cup. Yep. Um, the start prior to that, just to show that this horse has shown some form for a little period of time, he's run fourth of six behind Fabergino, beaten home Fabergino, uh, Electric Light, Flirtini. Um, basically got home same final splits as Flirtini in that race. Not much in it. They were really nearly identical runs. It was just a race where Fabergino ran them off their legs, um, stepped up to the Belmont Sprint after the Roma Cup. They took the blinkers off, rode him cold from the wide gate. It was just 
just I remember saying at the time I, I, it was one of my blinkers off situations where I thought why have you done that you've just at 100 to 1 you've just ran the race of your last two, year and a half and yep. then you've decided to change the tactics whip the blinkers off found that very odd Anyway, he's come back first up uh, this campaign. His trial was okay. He never trials well. Blinkers off. Um, yeah, he never trials too well, but um, the shades were off. Um, he then came back over the 1,000 metres. They snagged him out from the wide gate. McGrady hooked him underneath horses um, when Essential Spice improved to his outside. Um, and he was never. He was just never in the race. He got home okay. He, yeah. His last couple of hundred was, was just sort of, okay. Sort of a little bit impeded at a stage. He too, was, 100% you know. he was. He went to pull out. He couldn't get out. Yep. He's just not a horse that goes back and floods home. If you go back to any of his successes in the past, you go back to his winter bottom stakes placing, you go back to his win in the Bowfine, um, or his one where he actually won. Uh, I haven't got that race in front of me, but they were races where he said, I was just off them, gets through, and he's tough late, and he's hard to get past at weight for age level. So I just think he's a forgotten horse. He maps to land either on the back of Mervyn, if yep. Don't Fuss doesn't jump, or on the back of Flower or War. Um from the the breeze so from there i think he i think he puts up a big fight and i think he's just a different horse ridden aggressively and there is no way they don't ride him aggressively here so he's um he's easily he's the only horse i'm really excited about having a, a reasonable bet on for the day sounds CJ. kind of mad jerry he does sound kind of mad but he isn't mad he shouldn't be mad i've marked him sub mad yeah you have i, mm. I think he could be onto something i can sell ice to an eskimo though so, so you got to be careful so he has raced he has raced in this in the prince of wales stakes three times already fifth to Danny Tess in 2017, fourth to Danny Tess in 2018, and he ran sixth to Flirtini in this race last year. And that six, watch the six. He travelled in it. He was travelling so so well the entire way. And he his, didn't have much luck. And his last win was the 2018 Colonel Reeves Stakes. Uh, we beat Belter, uh, Sean McGrady on board. That was the yeah. So that was his his last win. All those days. If you ago. go back through and watch his, I went through and watched his last four or five goes over the thousand as well. As horses get older, you sort of want them to. Well, they might not have the same because sort on of paper sharpness. his thousand meter record doesn't. Yes, look exactly good. right. Yeah. But it's they've been really good runs over the thousand meters, and this is as an amazing a map as you'll see. And he's actually one of the horses that's suited a weight for age level, yeah. um, being the second or third highest ordered in the horse in the race. So. That's where I'm at, lads, and I'm going to be place heavy. I should specify that at the eight bucks. He's a horse that um, often find one finds one better, especially now he's a little bit older. But um, if you're talking E always, at uh, what rating is E always there, BJ? Oh, he is a seventy-five. 70, yeah. If you're talking E always is thirteen bucks, and you're talking um, Durandale is thirty-five bucks, please. Doesn't make much sense. Please, please. Here we go. The, the guru's got a full head of steam H -way. up here. Each <laughs> way all day. Each way all day long. Ticky, Ticky heavy. heavy. Ticky heavy, but um, we're definitely going to have something on the uh, on the, uh, on the the nozzle as well. It's so. a funny race. It almost feels like it should be a handicap, doesn't it? If it like there's just it's a, how many, it's a shocker. Yeah. It, it would be an easier race to assess if it was, if a, it was handicap. a handicap. Because yeah. you have horses like Mervyn on the minimum, bounces to the front. It just adds another but point of discussion. It's a, but, but it's uh, funny. Yeah. There's some interesting placement. Like, I mean, man, Mankind's an 82 rater in this race. I'm sure, I would have thought there would probably Supported be- Supported early too. There'd be a ratings race for him. He always is the is one of the most interesting runners of the day. He's a 75 rater in a group three weight for age. So- Malibu style. How do you place Malibu style? I mean, first running WA for three years, two years? Yeah, long time. Yeah. Fair while, coming back as a nine-year-old. 
Sort of like Gary Ablett going back to Geelong, it isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Just looking at the top end of the market, Valoroid second favourite from Barrier 11. I, I can't get Valoroid anywhere else besides 3D at the trip. Chloe will try and tuck in and find a spot. They might be super aggressive and look to get to the breeze, but I don't know if Valoroid's got the pace to get to the breeze outside. And uh, the, the blink is, general, I the don't blink know is gone. Yep. The blink is gone. Are they reaching? Yes. Simon yeah, is, is he reaching? Yes. To me, that just tells you a lot about the race. If Valor Road is second favourite here, this is thin. From you, Barrier it, 11 with the uh, with the apprentice. He was 310 the other day. He doesn't though. claim. Valor Road. He was backed off the mat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had some of the earlies there, and he didn't go all that. His last 100, he picked up and went again. But I mean, even Merman's nine bucks it's away almost, for eight. Merman's like, Merman a fresh horse. Valor Road doesn't almost. Go as well second it's up. almost like he didn't corner. For between the four and the twos, he lost like two lengths. And never, then he, and never then he, traveled the yeah, winner. Off, no, he never traveled. I was watching him closely. Never but his last two hundred was good. It was very. It was interesting. Yeah, um, Flower Awards one. It's, there's yeah, three. Flower yeah. Flower was the other one that's come up somewhere near my quote as well. I think um, they breeze on Flower Award. Brad Parnham going on. You almost have to look at that and go, hang on. Is Brad Parnham gone on Simon Miller's number one? Runner here. Yeah. Is that what's occurring here? Because Brad Parnham does appear to be the number one. She was three deep, no cover the entire last Beat two point seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. But I just think this is a great race for Durandale. It's just been forgotten. Last time, ridden aggressively, third in Aroma Cup. I'm done with it now. Over right. you guys. Lucky, tough Lock race for me. Mm. Yeah, I think trap race. Yeah, I think a lot of these horses one aren't suited at weight for age, and two aren't suited at the thousand, thousand. meter journey. Mm. So. For mine, I'm pretty keen to stay out. Stage man, he's a hard horse to catch. Going super, I think he's absolutely flying, but he's the favourite. He needs things to go his way to get up. Um, yeah, leave me out of this race. And I don't think the Winterbottom Stakes winner will be coming out of this race just, either. Just about to ask you that. Is there a Winterbottom winner? No. In here? no. no. <laughs> stage man's the only one possible, I'd mm. suggest. For me, stage man with any sort of luck wins. I reckon he's got these covered. He's come back um, much better horse. He, uh, I like Chris Parnham going on. No offense to Clint Johnson Porter, who he's running really well for. That was a ten last start. CJP, yeah, yeah, that was a ten out of ten. And he's and he's black art, but the ride was perfect as well. Yeah, um, but loses nothing with Chris Parnham. I reckon he's just a, a sense of timing with with stage man. If um, if he's within striking distance and he's got clear galloping room, they won't be able to hold him out, I don't think. I just put the other class horses in, Valor Road, Malibu style and Rock Magic, just from pure class point of view. But for me, I'm fascinated to see what he always does here. That 1,000-metre Belmont win on the 9th of the 19th of September, he ran 57.99 with 59 kilos. Who, rate, ran, so who ran second that day? Rated th- Sterling Estate. Mm. Rated what th- price is Sterling Estate in a 60-plus earlier in the day? Uh, 101, 151. Uh, 151, yes. Uh, and then... His third, in the, he, <laughs> and, then, and then his third behind spilling over at Belmont, which was just about the run of the day against the pattern. That mm-hmm. was a that was a ra- hot rail day. He would come down Big the middle, race too. He come down the middle of the straight. I'm telling you, this horse is got s- some X factor. I'm not saying he this is his race, and he's well and truly under the odds, as, as and that's that's a fact. But that there's something about he always, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a fucking sorry. <laughs> if he runs a mighty race in this, even though he's completely. <laughs> I don't think I've ever sworn on the one. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. taking 49 episodes. Yeah. Like that. That's because he was fired up about it always. Christ. Dear yeah, me. I think we've got to include that. Uh, well, I'll leave that in your capable hands, Jeff. Yeah, I'll leave that in. I, yeah. I want that in. Leave this all in. I love it. So oh, that's great stuff. But for me, stage man on top. I think he's uh, his winter bottom stakes bound. I reckon he can actually win the winter bottom. Um, it was very stiff last year too, and uh, yeah, some of these horses look like they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle. I think 
I actually nearly uh, took some of the 20 stagemen uh, for the Winterbottom uh, a week and a half ago. But now I'm hearing all the announcements of who's coming. I think we can just wait and hold mm. up. So there's some good ones coming, which means you'll, you'll get the price on the day anyway. So, so trek- yeah. trekking and Kim and Tari here. Yeah. Now, is Kim and Tari here for the Winterbottom? Not sure. I think they might go 1,400 metres of the Listeria yeah. and then yeah, back to Jade, the- I think I saw Jade's been booked. Yes, correct. Yep. And then I- my feel is that they then come back to 1,200 metres. Yeah, I, I never like that. I never like dropping back in trip for the a The last like WA that. horse to win the Winterbottom did that. Really? Correct. Who was that? Magnificio. Oh, jeez. Oh, the last under, WA horse to win a Winterbottom. Never does. Yep. Never gets the... Um, was it really? What year? Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Oh, come on. It's hey, hey, Doc would be coming again, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. if there's a flight coming across, Hey, Doc and... Another McAvoy runner, the name escapes me, uh, coming across as well. Oh, yeah. We Not don't Pretty give, Brazen. Um, pretty Brazen. Is that the horse? The no. Man? no. It's uh, another dollar, something uh, like oh, that. Oh, yeah, dollar for dollar. Dollar for dollar. dollar, for dollar. One. Yeah. yeah. If we talk about Barracky and Idyllic Prince a bit, Magnificio, she, uh, she gets- yes, um, she. Yeah, she gets the the raw end of the stick, doesn't she? Doesn't get doesn't get mentioned in the same circles. Bit of a sort of a uh, like an Adam Cooney Brownlow. <laughs> I still want, I still want a Brownlow. He's a good player. Yeah. Just um, doesn't get discussed in the same sort of manner. So Gavin um, Wanganine. Yeah, a bit of a Gavin Wanganine. Exactly right. Deserves more credit than they get. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll move forward. But um, BJ's with Stageman. Lockie's staying out. I'm uh, I'm pretty keen Durandale each way. I have got Stageman a clear elect. As I yeah. said, I've marked Stageman three dollars, but I'm always going to be looking for the value. I've marked Durandale 13, so I'm not saying it's a, uh, a certainty, but uh, $8 a place when you mark something, $13 the win is a um, a good place to meet up in. All right. Race eight is the Hosemasters Asian Bow Stakes Group 3, 1,400 metre handicap. Good to see a feature handicap. Mm. Um, not we've enough. Had, we've had a lot of weight for age and set weights and penalties, but this is this is a good handicap. We've got a good spread of weight, 62 kilos, man booker, and eight kilo, all the way eight kilos down to the bottom, um, 54 kilo minimum. So um, there's a few above. So over half the field are off the limit, which is great. So this is what... We'd like to see more of, I would have thought, but um, good addition. But it does look like a three-horse race, doesn't it? Which way do you? Which way do you sit? Red Can Man, Cup Night, or Inspirational Girl? I imagine ninety-nine percent of people will be operating around those three runners. Okay, I might see what Lockie has to say first. What oh, do you reckon? Maybe I'll throw to you guys first yeah. with a question: If Inspirational Girl and Cup Night are side by side. In running, they might not be on Saturday. I like this question. Who yeah. out sprints who? Because I think that is the most important question of this race. Uh, inspirational girl, but there isn't a huge amount in it, but inspirational girl. BJ? The three kilos is key in answering that as well. Mm, I reckon they're just about level pegging. Even to with be the honest. three, so you reckon inspirational cup nights a three kilo better horse, inspirational girl? Um, no, I just, just, just think that he's. If, you, if, they were, if, you were, if they were racing in lanes, jeez, uh, he's pretty quick home. Cup night, last 600. Uh, she's good, but I he's don't know. better. Hey? He's better. I don't know. Just just think that she yeah, – Have I you got a sore ass from sitting on the fence at the moment or <laughs> – uh, 
I reckon I reckon they'd match match strides. Yeah, I, okay. well, I reckon most people would say inspirational girl would would beat him mm-hmm. home. But for me, I reckon I reckon Cup Knight's underrated. His closing speed's underrated. It's a bit of an unknown, isn't it, to some degree? Um, what, what's your answer to that question? <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is I was asking it because I don't know the yeah. answer myself. <laughs> I think we're going to learn a lot about inspirational girl. Like I tried to line her up with um, Galaxy Star and the way he came through, uh, the way she came through her. Um, uh, at the same type of time, I think she's one campaign potentially being off and she's probably not as good as a Galaxy Star, which is doesn't mean she um, – which is definitely not a bad thing. There's no uh, knock. No, it's no <laughs> knock. Um, but this is going to be a weaker railway stakes than Galaxy Star went to and won. So, jeez, um, mm. I, I don't know. From a speed map point of view, Locke, have you got anything taking on Red Can Man here at all? No, nothing. Maybe I'd say Son of Bacchus follows him across, yeah. but – Jeez. He's going to be no match for Red Can Man. So that's who the horse that I'm keen on, Red Can Man. Whether I take the price now or not, that's the million-dollar question that I'm toing and froing. What are they going to do with Too uh, Close to Sun bad, first up? Well, it tags him, I think. Mm. I think so, and I think that's the fly in the ointment for Inspirational Girl. If, if she's three back the fence behind Too Close to the Sun, I think Red Can Man can create the separation he needs at the top of the straight. And from there, he has proved time and time again he is a very, very hard horse to get past. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't uh, have said that any better. I 100% agree. It's all about luck. I think the money probably comes for him as well, given Mm -hmm. he comes out of the fast run race. So perhaps have half your stake now and maybe half a little later, depending on the way the track's playing. That gives you a feel for the track. Exactly right. Well, I've marked Inspirational Girl 260, Red Can Man 320 type thing. I I want to see Inspirational Girl win. I'm, as I've made fairly clear, I'm guts in for the the railway stakes. It's funny. I think this race doesn't suit as much as the railway will because there'll be more pressure in a railway stakes, which will allow Inspirational Girl to finish over the top. But if Inspirational Girl doesn't win this, being only an 86 rater, it's very likely, even though this will be a thin year for the railway she might have to go to the RJ Peters the week before and you can see throughout her career they've wanted to space her run so um, I'll be um, look I think Red Cam Man's probably a bet and I'm, I'm, I'm with Lockie there but um, personally I'll probably just stay out and cheer for Inspirational Girl so I've got a, a live ticket on the favourite in the railway Cup Knight said it was closer from 5-2 doesn't he mm-hmm. uh, he was mighty in the northerly mm-hmm. um, if he I almost think if he reversed the uh, running positions with him and KC, he probably wins. Like KC just landed in front of him, and she just she was just like a you know she was just like a traffic traffic block roadblock for him. She had to he had to go uh, like just had nothing to take him into the race. He did all the heavy lifting, and still loomed to win and fell a length short. If he draws a better gate last start and lands that one pair closer, he probably takes care of business in the northerly. Mm-hmm. Um, so his run was equal to a winning performance so that was significant um but and i reckon both i reckon this gate two is going to be a problem for inspirational girl um just where we got where have you got her three back the fence too close to sun's back yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Perfor- it's so funny, isn't it? The performance of too close to the sun is the, probably the most important performance in this race. And, and I guess whoever lands now. outside too close to the sun as well, because yeah, of, being know, able to yep, yeah, yeah, being able to squeeze off and get going at the right time. Because I don't think nerve nerve bosk nerve mm-hmm. bosk is. Um, I don't imagine it will hold up from one and try to be three about the fence. It'll be out the back. No, won't it? I would have thought no. so. Yeah. yeah, showed okay gate speed mm. at the trials, yeah. but it's Production. not its grand final. No. So. Yeah, um, and yeah, so. Uh, yeah, interesting race, but um, but for me, this after two after looking unsuited in both the Black Art Bart Stakes and and Northerly Stakes from a speed 
point of view does look set up for red cam man doesn't it he's going to find the front he's going to encounter low pressure for the first time in his campaign um if yeah he's going to be copping that rail if it's if the if the rail sort of warmish on the day gee whiz he's um He's going, to, he, he's going to come forward significantly fitness-wise from that northerly stakes hit out. He was super brave on that occasion. Yeah, I reckon this is this is a good good opportunity as he's going to get for the campaign to get back in the winner's stall, uh, Red Cam man. Shawnee McGrady riding confidently on top. This is a good horse. I think he's going to look to, to dictate terms. And, um, yeah, he's if he gets a soft enough lead, he has – He's a really fast horse, so if he can if he can sustain a, a 600, 700-meter run, um, it's just going to take a mighty effort from, from Cup Night Inspirational off Girl. A bit, without doubt, mm. yeah, they've got closing speed, but he's he's pretty sharp. This, is, this isn't a race they want to go. He wants to go six, seven, eight below bench of the turn, no. is it? No. no, he'll be going steady and yeah. the and improving off that. Let, yeah. them, let yeah. them know they're in a race. Very interesting. Red Cam Man's hard to go past, isn't he? As, yeah. the, uh, as the speed map horse in this and um, the market, as Lockie said before, I expect this market to probably tighten up between the favourite and the current second favourite or equal second favourite in Red Cam Man. If you're going to back Cup Night, he's almost the one yeah. that will be the one that gets out. We said yeah. this last week with Laver Rod and I mm. wasn't keen Laver Rod at all, but it was five bucks at the time. I said this is the one that will get out and mm. because of the other horses in the race and Laver Rod end up, I think Laver Rod Touched ten bucks on Betfair yeah, late, so um, same type of thing. If you are keen on cut mine, uh, I think you'll see six bucks late on the exchange. Okay, um, you have been sort of floating about with mm-hmm. Media Baron all preparation. Ah, uh, no, not yet, not uh, yet. No, nah, not 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 here. So the only other horse we need to touch on is Taxigano. Yeah. Probably breezes here. Super tough. Bad weight swing on these horses, but uh, geez, do you think well, they'll one, roll forward? I reckon they'll roll oh, I forward. Think they've got to roll yeah, forward here. Have to. Got to roll forward here. But um, geez, one thing Taxigano does when he finds form, he holds it. So um, if if there's a chink in the armor of one of those three, or a bit of bad luck. Uh, uh, comes Cup Night or Inspirational Girls Way. Um, Taxagana is not impossible to, to run into a hole, but I uh, can't see him winning with a 59. And yeah, tough, tough. Um Option for Man Booker, second up, 1,400 metres, 62 kilos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he can look, look out for him working home. Late. And Money Maher as well. Good luck to the lads. Taking a long time to get Money Maher back, so good luck uh, to the lads with Money Maher. But just, I mean, just looking at this market, Money Maher is 26, it'll jump 100. Son of Backers will jump 100. Nerf Bosk is 34, jumps 100. Media Baron 26 will probably hold price to some degree, 40 or so. Uni time will hold price to some degree with Super. Two starts ago, uh, last start actually, yeah, scratch most recently, yep. and Man Booker probably jumps hundred to one as well. So the other ones will stay pretty firm in the market. There is only three horses you can back, and they have to fit into a hundred or probably eighty percent because the other uh, nine runners, or eight runners, will take up fifteen percent of the market in total, twenty percent of the market in total. Mm, interesting mm-hmm. that Cup Night is uh, on one agency is three ninety, Red Cam Man four twenty. So, but they're. Pretty similarly marked. Red Can Man 420. Yeah. Mm. Pretty similarly marked across my, the board. My interest has just went up a little bit. In, Inspo's uh, 220, 220, 235 best available at the moment. So. You, you can probably just play as cross your fingers. You can probably get 420 Red Can Man with the free boost with Clairvoyance yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> it's closer to five bucks actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 20 oh, times four, know. yeah. I'm just being uh, stupid. You've already done it. I saw your bets. <laughs> double, double down, truly great. Double <laughs> 60, little bit of, uh, little bit of interest. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Oh, uh, dearie me. All right, the last of the day. Lockie, uh, what, what what race is uh, is this? The Get Out Stakes, I believe. How do I spell that? S-T-E-A-K-S. My English t- teachers will be proud. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, what's, uh, what have we got here? Tell All us right. about it. 
It's the extremely popular Get Out Steaks, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Market on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past and say good day to Timmy and his team. They'll look after you. Congratulations to last week's winner, Ray McGee. Ray was nearest the pin with his playing Marika selection. And uh, Ray let us know. He was a uh, very obviously he was very excited to uh, to claim victory, but he let us know that he works alongside one of our biggest supporters, the Kalgoorlie lad Benny Black. <gasps> Benny Terry. Black did meet Benny out there, cracking lad. When uh, I was uh, out there for the round, so um, it's good to see that uh, it's transmitting that far. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know they had bloody didn't know that radios and phones out in Kalgoorlie. To be got, honest, they got so. Wi-Fi yeah. in Kalgoorlie. <laughs> nah, awesome. Well done, Ray, and uh, hopefully uh, your daughters uh, enjoy those uh, succulent market city meats steaks. Now. Now, to enter the uh, to enter this week, send us a tweet at the one one pod. Who you think will win race nine on Asian Bow Stakes Day? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And uh, yeah, if you if you come out on top in the get out stakes, you'll be winning a gourmet beef package from the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Deary me, this is uh, this is a cracking get out stakes. This is you're going to earn your meat this week. Um, Gee whiz, no, someone else kick yourself here, Lockie. What have you, what have you got for me? Earn here, your, earn your meat. Yeah, you're going to really earn your meat this week. I tell <laughs> yeah, you what. Oh my god, this should be a double, double week. You're going to deserve that beef. <clears throat> Tough. What are you? Yeah. From a speed map perspective, are you leading? Are you leading? I thought we'd get it pretty soft. Yeah. So, so from a stable perspective, firstly, I think we will know our fate by that stage of the day. If the track is favouring those horses on speed, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't run a massive race. He was only beaten 1.7 lengths behind the current railway stakes favourite. And True Attraction obviously ran second, but had a beautiful run in behind the speed, which it will not get on Saturday. So um, from that perspective, I think he can run a race track conditions permitting. But other than that, God, it's a tough race to assess. True Attraction, $4 from Barrier 14 of 14. Went up 13. Chris Singh with a different agency. Chris Parnham will need to weave some magic. Mm-hmm. Caragini Aurora racing outside the handicap. A filly with plenty of ability, but I'd still like to see her produce it first. Position of power, I'm getting the feeling that he might be on his marker fraction and from there, it's anyone's guess is as good as mine. I tell you what, spilling over, with a few a few results going our way, Guru, spilling over might have even been the face of the 1-1. One, one. I tell you what, hey, yeah. He, yeah. It could have been him up, up in lights. I tell you what, I remember that. Never, we'll never forget the day that Mad Brad grabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, oh Hashtag God. never forget. Still wake up. When, when you got Lockie on, you said we got Lockie on the podcast this week. I'm I'm like, and obviously I'm, it just got refreshed in my mind. I, I probably would be living in sweats if he got up all those times. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Monaco or something. I was going to say a little apartment in Monaco. Yeah. Hanging out with Daniel Ricciardo once a year. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, oh, I don't know, BJ. I, I think Lockie's got the, the map bang on there. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna take on. I'll tell you the horse I'm going to take on so you can probably give these ones a bit better chance. But I'm going to take on Royal Command. I think it's a prep run first up 1,400. Going to take on Jericho Missile up the 1,400. That feels a bit desperate. Don't think it's a kid's horse. I'm going to take up... Um, Take on the Fugazi first up 450 days at the 1400. Don't like horses off such a long spell first up 1400. I think that's um, tough. Tough. You will know tough. the pressure's on from the 600 exactly when, right. when Jace puts the foot down. Exactly right. So I um, look, there's only one horse that's come up 
Oh, it's two that have come up above my price. Karajini Aurora is actually one of them. Um, the efforts behind KC and, and Labor Rod were uh, were huge last campaign. Should have won one of the features, the BJ. Belmont, Belmont Guineas. Should have probably should have, won. should have probably won the Belmont yep. Guineas, if not gone very close. I think yep. W Pike might have been on that day. Yeah, and he did the old uh, head bow mm. on the line, very disappointed with himself. Jeez, I love a good head bow yeah. for him, though. Yeah. A bit of emotion. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it was filthy. Pike he off. was. He was. He'd just been rolling in a puddle of mud. Um, but, uh, look, I... I I, I always struggle with um, some of the smaller trainers producing first up, and that's obviously a concern here. Um, but I definitely think Karajini Aurora can run a race. But uh, look, the only one that's significantly above my price, and I think it'll actually get further above my price, is uh, is I can't believe I'm saying it's Luke's Gold. Um, I thought you were going to say Mashad there for a moment. Nah, not Mashad. <laughs> Jeez, that was disappointing last start, wasn't it? Oh, were we in the How queue? Is, like, uh, we were in the queue, surely. It's funny, Lockie just said position to power has reached, um, reached his mark. Yeah. Um, position to power had that race shot to bits and bad wolf gets past him. That's that's a concern, not I think. Form. No, that's a concern. I think he'll come on from that run to some degree, but losing the Pontiff, who he goes best for, can't be ideal. He's, he's definitely a winning chance and he's probably one of seven horses that uh, goes uh, goes in your quaddy but um, Luke's gold first up sat uh, sat deep and then got a bit of cover on the back of um, uh, Dom to shoot Dom to shoot's a horse I'm tipping early for the guineas I think Dom to shoot will absolutely blouse him in the guineas unless one of those Peters horses are better than Tell I you think what, he was a moral beat last Saturday yeah he, certainly was. yeah he was just he's just he's just going like a good horse you yeah. know um, so I, I expect that form to really uh, to, to really stand up then last time out Chrissy Nickel over the 1200 metres it was a week ago in that 78 plus race um just snagged him out the back and sat up the last couple of hundred. He actually still ran the third or fourth quickest last two for the race, despite sitting up on it. And it was Celebrity Queen, Long Beach, and Why Choose Her, who ran quicker final splits. So Luke's goal twice last campaign backed up off one week. Uh, one was the victory over Massimo. Um, and the other occasion was when he flashed home from an impossible position behind your horse, Laurentinio. Um, it yeah. was cut comfortably. And that was yeah. – that Belmont. was Belmont, yep. and that was the run of the day because it was that was a was far, winning. far superior run than yep. Laurentino. Mm-hmm. My yep. God, he yeah. came from miles back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, just something else. So this is a horse that loves the one week. It's a fourteen hundred meter horse, especially this uh, this time of his career, not twelve hundred. So everything's in his favour. With a lot of there's a lot of back markers in this. You're going to have Jericho Missile, Royal Command, True Attraction. Um, True attraction from 14, Moshard from 13. Uh, so you got all of those who are likely to drop out. So from 12, I think Lucy can be a touch more aggressive and maybe find a spot in 8th rather than going back to 12th, 13th, 14th. I don't know if he's got the class to hold out a true attraction late or got the class to run over the top of a spilling over. Or, um, he's going to be that in-between horse, um, but I think he's flying. So I'm going to um, – yeah, I'm going to – I'm comfortable having something on at 26 and 7 bucks. Marked him 12, very similar to Durandal. Hmm. Mm. I like, you can see BJ's brain ticking over then, couldn't you? I like Karajini Aurora. Mm. Uh, tough race, <laughs> mighty tough race. And as uh, as the boys said, if you if you peg this one, then you've well and truly earned your get out stakes. Uh, Karajini Aurora did a good job. Not many horses win three in a row in their first prep. Uh, ran into a hot race on debut. I think it was a Cliffs of one by Cliffs of Comfort at Bunbury, and then it won three in a row. Bang, bang, bang! Won the ladies' bracelet at Albany. Uh, she was a three-year-old filly taking on the older horses there and carried fifty-eight to win. Then she came to town and was beaten a length behind Casey and Laverod in the Raconteur, and then she was just about a good thing beat behind Casey in the Belmont Guineas. That form looks pretty bloody good now, doesn't it? Um, 
like the way that she worked through her gears behind Tommy Blue in the October 19 trial with A. Kennedy in the saddle. Um, Summer Dixon produced a horse to place at a huge price. First up, was that Summer, Summer Sky? Sky yeah. First up, um, so – you know, I think she's capable of, of having Carajuni Aurora ready to ready to rock and roll fresh. Got a bit of class about her, this four-year-old mare. I do um, bang on about those um, three-year-olds coming back as four-year-olds. She is out of the handicap, as, as Lockie said, 69 Raider and a 72 plus. However, um, you know, I, I feel as though she probably should be a Belmont Guineas winner. You know what I mean? So um, from a class point of view, I think she gets in quite well. First up, I reckon Carrie Jeannie Aurora can give this a mighty shake. Um, got her on top from spilling over, Carrie Jeannie Aurora. Sort of a five, six dollars the field market, isn't it? Yeah, just bear with me for one moment, Terry. I was yeah, I was six fifty, yeah. uh, Carrie Jeannie. Aurora. I actually had her six bucks. Oh. So I think she's a better chance than you. What about p- position what price do you have position of power? Seven fifty. Yeah, okay. Pretty tight. But yeah, in saying spilling that, over, it's funny, of, you create markets and yeah. then you or often that you don't use them as gospel. I actually had Spill and Over equal favourite. Yeah, me too. The track potentially yep. might play. Yep. So um, true attraction, equal favourite as well. Um, yeah, it's just one of those races where it, you're almost better off getting a feel for the pattern and waiting till later in the day. If they can't make ground, you put a line through a true attraction. If they are making ground, true attraction looks gold, those type of horses. If the fence is hot, Spill and Over shortens up and you start looking at those type of prices. And, uh, so it's it's a race. Uh, it really is the perfect race to, to wait and bet late. Yeah, and actually someone's got two runners in the race. Bella's Idol went good first up yep. for her the other day as well so building tr- trying to talk myself uh, into uh, some more confidence with Carrie Jean Aurora but I think she's a mare on the rise a lot of these horses are on their on their mark and um, fresh Carrie Jean Aurora goes on top spilling over the hardest to beat I think um, he'll lead and position of power probably sits outside him and they will be uh, slogging it out uh, for most of the straight um, interested to see um, how the Fugazi goes first up from gate one not going to spend a Spend any fuel early. Uh, if the rail's hot, he could get sucked into the race and and maybe maybe run on into third or fourth or something like that. But Carajini on top. Yep, uh, Luke's gold each way for me, and Carajini is above my price, so I won't be losing on Carajini. Probably save on the race. Spilling over moral, lucky. Wait and see. <laughs> no, he's, yeah. He was a punting horse early in his career. Not not so much anymore. Um, Let us know at six o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, at, at probably five thirty-nine. <laughs> Perfect. All righty, it's time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. We'll ask our guest, Lucky Taylor. What's your Betfair best? I was weighing up between Sassy Trader and Red Can Man, and I just love Red Can Man as a horse. So I'll speak with my heart, and that's the way I'll go. Betfair best, of, Red Can Man. A couple of bush chooks to celebrate late on Saturday <laughs> night for you, Lock. Not a big fan of it. <laughs> you don't have to come across as a big bush chook man, actually. No, private school boy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, uh, a crown lager or something of that nature. <laughs> no. Maybe a, a shandy. <laughs> uh, BJ, con- what's, con- what's con- your... Contro, shall uh, Contro. <laughs> uh, with a little side of caviar. What's uh, what's your best, BJ? My bet fair best. Mm, your bet fair best. Heaven's gift. Heaven's gift, I thought it might be. Heaven's gift, yeah. Jared Nossie going to break the duck today on uh, Block of Land and confidence up and gets it done with the progressive Heaven, Holy Lock Man. Yeah, Heaven's gift, race four, number four. That's my bet fair best. What about you, Terry? Uh, in a day where I don't really have a, a standout best at a short price, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Durandale each way at a price. So, God. Durandale, 35 to one each way. That's our bet fair best. This could be a first with a Maddie shorter than my best. <laughs> <laughs> 
actually is shorter than my vest too. So. Oh, outstanding yeah. work from the guru. All right, well, while you're at it, what's, what's your Maddie then? Uh, Luke's gold in the last 26, 27 bucks. So, <laughs> so it yeah. is <laughs> doesn't make a great deal of sense in that, uh, that way around. What about, but, the, uh, um, what about we just take the double, surely? We should have something on. What will the double be? 900, 900 to one roughly. So, yeah, you'd be mad You'd be mad not having something on the double there, I reckon. And again, it's pretty hard to get on. I tell so you what, it if, makes it difficult. if, if, the, if uh, those two win, you have to get those numbers I, tattooed on your rear end. I reckon that might be a chance. Mm. Lockie? Uh, I'll go Glamour Packed. $18 at the moment. It'll, yeah, it'll get out a bit. We'll $21 uh, one agency. Glamour Packed. So. There we go. Yeah. There you go. We'll pay that. Snuck in. Um, it's a good last start. Good win. Uh, Glamour Packed. Horse with plenty of upside. My Maddie comes up in the last of the day. I was going to go British Bessie, but I've pivoted. Uh, Lord help me run. $35 Jeez. was a much better run than it looked last start. Got into all sorts of strife. P. Hall, Peter Hall goes back on board. He uh, got a bit of a confidence booster with that ride on come right back yesterday. That was something else. He wound back the clock there. Holy boy, Peter. Lord, help me run. Huge odds from a class point of view and um, comparatively. And uh, I can see him running a big race at a wow. price. Wow. Mm. Didn't see that coming. Yep. Lord, help me run. Yeah, well, Lord, we're praying for Lord help me run. Well, that would be something. Yeah, that would be absolutely something. I reckon you'll get eighty to one bet fair late as you well. Oh, I reckon there's a lot of money horses in that race. Jeez, there's going to be big money for sort of spilling over. Uh, Luke Scott, obviously, well, Caragenia Roar, the few guts, launching true attraction. Over. Lots of money horses. So mm-hmm. I think you'll see fifty to one at least. So. Lord Fair. help me yeah. run gets backed sometimes. It though. does, yeah. Oh, surely not here. Surely not here. Um, so, yeah, that's my Maddie. Lord help me run. Right. And that brings our Asian Bow Stakes Day edition of the 1-1 to a close. Terry, as you always do, how about you take us out? Thanks. By the way, yeah, Lockie thanks Taylor. to Lockie. I thoroughly <laughs> no, enjoyed having you on again, Lockie. Uh, with the, the background of uh, with Ascot in the background, but and uh, uh, no, big thanks to Perth Racing as well for allowing us to yes. record here at the nineteen hundred bar. Quite the view, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Good it's, spot. Um, yeah, it gives you a bit more enthusiasm through the form and talk about the races than uh, the little the little den. The only difference is there's no barbecue to uh, cook up our steak sangers though, mm. which Lockie's been filthy about. He hasn't even touched his lady finger banana. <laughs> had his muesli bar halfway or through. Spotty? Oh, Spotty, yeah, yeah, Spotty the dog. Yeah, he misses you too. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks again for coming on, Lock. No worries, boys. Anytime. All right, guys. Well, uh, enjoy uh, what is now. I mean, we already talked about the carnival sort of rolling, getting into gear properly, but we've got two proper group three races. Big lead up to the winter bottom, big lead up to the railway. Also, anyone that's coming to the races on Tuesday, come along to the, uh, the Stone Mothers. I won't be there Saturday. Come along to the Stone Mothers. We're going to set up camp and uh, just uh, set ourselves in for the day for about a, tw- about a 12 hour session over the 25 races are you going to have a WA um, you're going to have a do not disturb sign nearby well, it depends how many winners I'm backing if I'm not backing any winners and I don't want anyone to talk to me ever but if I'm going well then I'll just tell you about them basically so it's uh, it's a pretty easy game in that sense but uh, get along say hello good luck on the weekend let's see the champ return as well let's see Dig Deep flash past a few of them and run into fourth or fifth and uh, until next week on the 1-1 gamble responsibly